0: All right. Welcome, everyone, to He's Done It, a mostly sports podcast. I'm Corey and I'm joined this week, as always, by my co host, Brian Wells, along with recurring guest host Kenny Cashman from C Team Podcast to help us preview the NFL playoffs. We'll start by talking about the Patriots and Steelers being eliminated, missing out on the field in the final week of the season. Just give our thoughts on. 2022 and really our expectations and hopes as they enter the offseason before giving a full overview of the NFL postseason, a lot of similar topics from past playoff previews, biggest threats to the top seeds, potential sleeper teams who could make a run, teams and players under the most pressure to succeed, and of course we'll give predictions for Super Wildcard Weekend as well as who we think will make it to Arizona in the Super Bowl. From there, we'll talk about some of the NFL head coach firings as both the Texans and Cardinals jobs opened up, in addition to three others that were already open. And we'll give our thoughts on what we believe are the best and the worst jobs for potential new hires. We'll also talk about the college football national championship game, give our reactions to Georgia's dominating blowout victory over TCU. Before wrapping up this episode with a top five that seems very fitting given our guest. our favorite pizza chains in honor of National Pizza Week. So with that, let's get started. So can I be completely honest about something before we get started here? Uh, I I didn't really want to have Kenny on this episode. Ouch. And, uh, <laughs> I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll I'll like clarify that for a few reasons. It's not a knock against Kenny in general. I mean, I love having him on normally because he's a really good co-host. He has his own podcast, C-Team. So like, he has a great setup. We know that we can have a quality production with him. But... There are two reasons why I was more hesitant than Brian, one of which was the fact that we just had Kenny on like a couple episodes ago, and I also did Apple chat with Kenny. So it feels like I've done like so many podcasts with him that I was like, the next time I podcast with Kenny, I want to be a guest on his show and not (laughs) the other way around. And, you know, that's just kind of how it played out. And I like the idea of having a guest. We've had one for the NFL playoff previews in the past, so uh, you know, it, it, it made sense. And, um, you were very quick with a, yeah, I can do it at two days notice. So that's always nice. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I'm happy to be back. I, I appreciate you having me back. I appreciate less the, uh, the hesitance, but, uh, I I get it. And (laughs) yeah, no, it, uh, well it's it's been we've we've been trying to get you on, on my podcast. We're we're working on it. I know,
0: it. <laughs> I know. And it, it's like football season is tough when you do your yeah. recordings on Sunday and it's right. just like I I don't know. It feels like oh I'm like always getting help from him and like not the other way around. And that's just like I feel guilty about it, is really what it comes down to. But I changed my mind quickly and started feeling like way better about it when I asked you for a top five idea and you told me that it just happens to be national pizza week. So I was like, that is the perfect reason to have Kenny on this podcast.
1: Yeah. I had a, had a really good idea for a top five, but it got shot down. So we'll see what we go with instead, I guess. I mean, we can talk my about bad. it right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I wanted to do top five, uh, top five pizza toppings. I think it's it's a good one. Probably going to get a lot of variety. You know, everyone's got five favorite pizza toppings, right? Everyone come up with five, right, Brian? <laughs> right, Brian. Uh, so yeah, Brian, Brian didn't come up with. I don't think Brian has a, a single favorite pizza well, topping. It looks like I can take blame here
2: for for uh, <laughs> for this. Thanks for calling me out.
1: I wasn't going to, but you know, here we are.
2: It's been done.
0: Yeah. Well, I was going to offend
2: Kenny, but it's like, yeah, we (laughs) didn't want him on the podcast.
0: (laughs) I specifically said I, not we, but uh, we are going to do top five pizza chains instead, which you know I think that that'll still be a fun, interesting topic, a little bit of variety in that one. Uh, But you know, before we get there, we have lots of football to talk about, and. NFL playoffs are getting set to start this weekend. We got six wildcard weekend games. But before we get into those, I think we should take a little bit of time to talk about our... And in Brian and I's case, our team. In Kenny's case, one of his 32 favorite teams. Uh, <laughs> I did four, not. Fourteen. Yeah, did not make the playoffs. Four? Um, <laughs> I only thought it was three. So I I'm, thought it was three, too. Well,
1: my, my girlfriend likes Joe Burrow, and by extension, the Bengals. So, I mean, who else am I going to root for in that division, right? So
2: oh, I love Joe Burrow, too, so I don't blame yeah, you.
0: It, it makes it tough to not like the Bengals anymore. But anyway, um, Patriots and Steelers both entered week 18 with opportunities to make the playoffs and Patriots needed to beat the Bills did not happen Steelers needed the Patriots to lose to the Bills but they also needed the Dolphins to lose to the Jets so even though they beat the Browns Miami beat the Jets they're the seven seed first time since 2000 we'll have a playoffs without either the Patriots or the Steelers so I guess I'll let you guys get going and talking about the Patriots and just, you know, your thoughts as they finish on the outside of the field, just looking back on this past year and you know, what you hope for moving forward, you know, as we start the offseason.
2: It was not a good season for the Patriots. Uh not not a good season whatsoever. Uh and you know, like it was just really offensively, every single week. The the game plan was always a question questionable questionable thing going into every game and you know after that first touchdown the first kickoff touchdown i thought they're gonna get blown out but they actually did play pretty well in the first half first the bills uh in the in the first half offensively but the second half is showed that it was like pretty much all buffalo and it was over and yeah just not a good season definitely a step down for mac jones because uh, he looked like a promising quarterback after his first season and And then without Josh McDaniels, and then losing him, but then also adding Matt Patricia, a guy who doesn't know anything whatsoever offensively, uh, you're just putting Mac Jones in a terrible position. And I I remember talking about this with Corey a week ago that judging Mac Jones on this season is kind of like judging Trevor Lawrence on his rookie season when he's being put in an unfair position. And I'm not the biggest believer in Mac Jones, but I don't want to give up on him either. Because I think it'd be wrong to give up on your first round rookie uh or sophomore second year quarterback uh in Mac Jones just based on how this season went with what was surrounding him. I think I like the pieces around him. I'd like to add a little bit more. Like for them to add a little bit more, but Myers, Parker, Stevenson, like those are all solid options. Definitely especially Ramondre Stevenson. He had a great season, but I would like them to add a number one wide receiver because I, when you look around the league, look at all the good quarterbacks, a lot of them have true number one wide receivers or true number one options. So I would like them to, you know, get a little bit more weapons for Mac Jones. But the biggest thing is really adding a a real offensive coordinator.
1: Mac Jones is washed. Mac Jones is done. <laughs> The Patriots are my favorite team, and Mac Jones is my fourth favorite quarterback at best. Uh, <laughs> I'm being being critical here, but uh, I, I think it's a little bit. It's not quite the same as as looking at Trevor Lawrence's first season because, you know, this seems like a silly thing to say, but it's it's Mac Jones' second season, and sure, it's a rough season. I, I do also want to mention not that not that he's a star, but I think uh, Hunter Henry is another person to, to mention who he, he's he 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 came in clutch a few times even if the referees didn't uh let him but um the, the Mac Jones did have pieces around him that worked and he had pieces around him that didn't work my my thing my thing from the first season with Mac Jones was that he showed potential and yes it was a rough season for other reasons but year 2 you still have to show me more than potential in, in my opinion and sure he could still come come back and be great years down the line um you know, it took it took Josh Allen a while to to really be who he is now, um, but I don't really see Mac Jones as the next Josh Allen. Um, I, I I don't think that his career is going to be as bad as as this season or last season, um, but I I don't have a lot of confidence. And and you say you know you don't want to give up on your first round pick. He's a first round pick because he got picked in the first round. It doesn't, you know, so did, uh, so did Cole round strange. talent. Right. Like he got picked in the first round.
2: It's yeah, Cole was, strange took in the first round, but he's not a first. round. Right. Pick. So it's, you
1: know, I, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that you should stick with someone just because they went uh, early in the draft. That's, that's what's called the sunk cost fallacy. I, I read about it in a book once. And uh, I just, I just think, you know, Mac Jones could still be, a guy but he's not going to be the guy and and i agree brian i want to see what he does if they can
2: get more pieces around him um but he's but i'm not, really not like, an elite quarterback because right uh, when, when people say well even including myself that like oh if you have if you add this this and that and this and that for mac jones then he'll be good well that kind of shows you that he's not an elite quarterback if everything needs to be perfect around him because the elite quarterbacks in the league don't need everything to be perfect and can overcome some deficiencies. So yeah, Mac Jones is certainly not an elite quarterback. I I just hate how this year went for me. That's all.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not happy with it. Uh, I certainly hope next year is better and that he has a better career than what the first two years have played out to be, but I don't have high hopes that he's going to be, you know, the, the, with the team for a tremendously long time or that he's going to bring great success, honestly.
0: So I guess other than the you know offensive coordinator quarterback drama, is there anything that the Patriots also need to focus on? Like I know last year, uh, or I guess last offseason, season, it was all about the defense, and you know we gotta get them to the point where they aren't just getting destroyed by teams like the Bills in the playoffs. Is that where? How do you feel about? Yeah, I think the I think the their consensus?
2: defense is not great. I think it's I think it's solid, but I do think that they need to make additions defensively as well. Because someone like Devin McCordy, who's been a long-time safety for them, is very likely going to retire now uh, since he's he's been in the league for a while now. And I think his time may be coming to an end. And then, you know, they don't really have any a true shutdown corner. Now, I guess there aren't many true shutdown corners in the league anymore. There is no Revis Island uh, out there. But maybe adding a corner would be nice. Uh, I, mean, I know they added a couple in the draft last year with Marcus Jones and Jack, and Jack Jones, and they have Jonathan Jones. Keeping up with the Joneses, apparently, is a thing yeah, with the Patriots. There's a lot of
0: Mac as well. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, so, so yeah, like, no, they definitely could add a little bit more defensively. I just can't help but focus more on the offense, though. Uh, yeah.
1: And they need to pay the refs more, I think. I think that's <laughs> a real weak point this season. So the Patriots. The other teams paid the refs more than the Patriots did, and it showed.
2: You know nothing to about the offense. Can uh, he brought up Hunter Henry. They paid him a bunch of money a couple years ago and Jonu Smith and Right, yeah. John Smith I don't think is very good. I think that was a bad deal. But Hunter Henry, yes, that's that was a big deal as well, but he's not bad. I just no, think he's, he's... underutilized yeah. in, in that offense cuz I remember in his his first season with the Patriots and Mac Jones in Mac Jones's rookie year, he was a big red zone target for them. Now he's just well, getting he's, a couple of catches a game at best.
1: I want to know what percent of his catches happen when his hands are touching the ground. It seems like every time he catches the ball, his hands are on the ground, and sometimes they say it's not a catch at all, uh, which is baffling. Uh, and I and and I, I'm being facetious, and I don't mean to pile on the ref thing. I, I think it's it's silly to blame your problems on officiating, but the, I mean it's no secret that there were a few very. Questionable calls for the Patriots this (laughs) evening, but anyway, that's that's been discussed. But no, I think uh, Hunter Henry is not necessarily um, my favorite player. I I don't think he's he's an elite player, but he's you know I think he's he's solid, solid. Yeah, I think he's he's reliable a few times a game to help out, and I, I think I think that's valuable. I think that you know looking at the fact that the Patriots don't have a lot of players who are really great or, or really good even. I think I think that Hunter Henry should be appreciated a little more than I than I've seen him appreciate it anyway.
2: The Patriots certainly, like I said, they they should add a true number one target. And one guy that's been kind of rumored of late just because the Cardinals are kind of in a rebuild situation and is now being brought up in trade talks is DeAndre Hopkins. Even though he's kind of aging, he's still someone that I think could be really good, but there's also been rumors about bill O'Brien being one of the (laughs) candidates for an offensive offensive coordinator job. So if both things can't happen, (laughs) (laughs) like if you remember his situation in Houston, where he traded him to Arizona and there was definitely a lot of tension between the two of them. Both of those can't happen at the same time. Uh, but I would like one of those things to happen. Um, what I would, what would be best is getting a true number one option like him. And then if you do bring in someone like Hopkins or yeah, if you bring in Hopkins, I, I it can't be Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator, but it, just get anyone, just get anyone with off. Like that's all I care about at this point. <laughs> my, 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 uh, expectations for an OC is just, is so low now that I'll take anybody as long as they are qualified. <laughs>
0: It feels like uh, that's something that I've been saying a lot with the Steelers, so I guess that's kind of a good transition into them because uh, the the 2022 season for Pittsburgh is just an emotional roller coaster for me. Just going into the year, having optimism that Mitch Trubisky would prove to be the guy that people thought he might be when the Bears drafted him and quickly, like a game or two in the season, already being ready to see the rookie, Kenny Pickett, come out there. And when the team started... One and four, two and six, three and seven. It was easy for me to just give up on any hope of this team, which was like really unfortunate. And then what happens? Of course, they win seven of their last nine games and somehow finish above 500, extending the Mike Tomlin uh, streak of not having a losing season, but at the same time, extending the Mike Tomlin Sealer streak of zero playoff victories since 2016, which I don't think that is fair to harp on that one given the expectations entering the season. But with the finish, it, I definitely go into this offseason feeling like if the Steelers can make the right moves, and there are a lot of moves that still need to be made regardless of that winning record, uh, this team can be further along than a lot of people expected them to be just a few months ago. And I think the the first move that I'm still waiting to happen and I'm starting to give up hope about is replacing Matt Canada as offensive coordinator. and You know, in the case of the Patriots, you have Matt Patricia, who is a qualified NFL coach, just not a qualified NFL offensive coach. Matt Canada is not a qualified NFL coach. Like he just runs an offense that you just can't win with in you know the the modern NFL and. Uh, I think like there's been a lot of discourse about whether or not the offense got better as the season went along to justify keeping him, and whether or not like it would be bad for Kenny Pickett and others' development to keep him around. But the Seals' offense went from terrible to bad, so I don't understand any idea of like like there's no valid reason for me to bring him back for another year just until his contract expires. Because I think if the Steelers are going to reach their potential, they're going to need to you know invest heavily in the draft which having that 30 second pick just gifted from oh, the what bears awful like, well, that was for, for the That bears. helps yeah even though the Steelers are picking 17 and not in you know top five or top 10 like you basically feel like you have two first round picks three in the top 50 they have cap space to so be able to retain free agents and bring in guys and it, it feels like the defense has like a lot of holes still uh but you have an all-pro safety and make fitzpatrick you have The 2021 defensive player of the year, TJ Watt, you could see the difference between when he was injured the first eight games of the year and when he came off IR the last nine, and how the team was much better defensively. I know the competition wasn't as strong, but they didn't allow more than 17 points in the last like seven games of the season. So uh, there were no slip ups there. Like it was pretty clear that he's still a monstrous difference maker for that defense. And I think the offense showed signs of improvement from the offensive line just being good. You know, Najee Harris getting healthy. He was running wild down the stretch. George Pickens looks like he can be a stud, but there's still so much more to grow that it's hard for me to like be Super optimistic about the 2023 team without an actual qualified offensive coordinator. It feels like both the Steelers and Patriots are kind of in that boat. And I think there's a much greater chance of New England getting a guy than Pittsburgh at this point, which is kind of unfortunate to say. I
2: don't know about that because Belichick just wants to be surrounded by family and friends you know, on his coaching well, bill staff.
0: o'brien that like yeah, yeah. you know I, I think bill o'brien is a very good offensive coordinator and like you know i know he, you're bringing him back and obviously his kind of soured on nfl fans from how things ended in houston but i i still think like you bring him in like you, that's that's no longer an excuse of like oh well you don't have a great offensive coach Whereas, if the Steelers just run it back with Matt Canada, like you're just going to have the same kind of issues where you're hoping that the defense is elite to have a shot at the playoffs and ultimately winning a Super Bowl.
2: See, even though I say that Belichick wants us to be surrounded by family and friends on this coaching staff, I'd like to think Robert Kraft is smart enough to realize what's happening on the field is not a good enough product and it's not good enough for long-term success for the Patriots. and. I'd imagine that after seeing how this season went he'll he'll let Belichick know like something needs to change uh, offensively.
0: So, yeah, I I'd, I'd like to think the same of Art Rooney, uh, you know, the Steelers owner, but I don't know. I guess like I don't want to read into it given it's only been 3 days. Like there's still time for, you know, both of our teams to make changes, exit interviews, all that stuff, but there have been other coordinators who have been fired in, you know, this short amount of time that just feels like I don't know. Is it is it really going to happen at this point? Um, and I I don't know. I guess it's hard for me to be feeling like overly positive because as much as I want to convince myself, like I convinced myself the Steelers be really good this year, while ignoring the fact that Canada came back and became pretty apparent that like this offense is just a Saturday ish offense, as you know a lot of people are calling it. And I don't I don't know. Like year two for Kenny Pickett should be a year to take a leave. Maybe he will. Maybe the team will be better, and it won't. But like I'm also kind of terrified of you know what what's going on with Mac Jones, where it's like you don't really know what you have going into year three because year two is such a a mess. So
2: one thing I will say about the Steelers, though, is that they were they were what two and seven at one point. Two right? and six. Yeah. They were two and six at one point, and they could have easily just tanked the rest of the season. Oh yeah, a high draft pick and give up. But the fact that they for the second half of the season the the fact that they were this that close to being a playoff team it shows a lot even i would have hated it if they made it but i don't know, I, I think it i think it shows something that that they're still a well coached team and oh, for
0: sure. I mean, I think it speaks highly to Mike Tomlin and, you know, the fact that players don't quit and they still want to play for him. And I think it also just shows that all the prognosticators, you're like, the Steelers are the worst team in the league. They don't have a top five pick. Like, yeah, they're beating bad teams, but they proved they weren't that bad. So uh, I, I do feel good. Like, it, it's hard not to, like, feel overall positive about the future of this team, but it's just, I don't know. I, I have... I. I think maybe I'm a little too optimistic, but I'm like if this team goes out, they get a real off ball linebacker to replace guys like Devin Bush and Robert Splain, line up next to Miles Jack. Maybe go out and get a big time offensive tackle either in the draft or in free agency. Same with a big time corner. Uh, I think, you know, that's where the team needs to be looking at those uh, you know, free agency in the first and second rounds, build up the trenches. Like this could be kind of a dark horse team if everything goes well in the offseason but I have a hard time believing that the Steelers will get to that point with Matt Canada struggling to score 20 points per game because you just simply can't win in the NFL like that you know no matter how good your defense is there're just way too many high powered offenses that you know you're not going to play well against and I mean, I, I get not wanting the Steelers to make the playoffs, but I would have loved to see them go up against Buffalo and just see just how close they are. And if they just got completely wiped out by them, then maybe that would be more of a wake-up call about where this team stands instead of like, oh, well, they beat the Saints and the Falcons they, and the they Panthers. They did get wiped out early in the, the Raiders. Exactly. I know. <laughs> I want to see if the gap is close from uh, Kenny Pickett's first start in Week 5 or not. But yeah, Gabe Davis made the most depth. of his...
2: Like three catches in that
0: game. (laughs) (laughs) 98-yard touchdown, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, let's talk about the teams that did make the playoffs. And uh, there's certainly a lot of talent around the league. And I think that one of the biggest complaints this year from some fans was that there was just not, like, a really great team. Like, it was very much like a lot of really good teams but the reality is there were a lot of great teams in the league and two of which are the two number one seeds in both conferences the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles and I guess I haven't looked at Las Vegas odds but I imagine both of them are up there if not right at the top in terms of the favorites to advance to the Super Bowl Um, and given that they're the top seeds the only teams that have a bye like they have in theory the easiest path only having to win two games so uh, with that being said who is the biggest threat to stopping them and you know their pursuit of making the Super Bowl? Let's start with Kansas City.
2: Yeah, so for for Kansas City, th- there are a couple obvious teams for for this answer. It's really the Bills and Bengals that are at the top of that list. But I'm gonna I'm gonna lean with the Bills this year uh, because I th- I just it's kind of like what I – how I felt about them in the beginning of the year, where they're one of the few elite teams in the league that's great on both sides of the ball. Because when you look at Kansas City, yes, they end up having the one seed, and Patrick Mahomes is going to be NFL MVP this year. I think part of the reason why he's going to be NFL MVP is because if they didn't have him, the Chiefs would be kind of screwed. And I know you could say that about a lot of teams if you don't have your starting quarterback, but I don't know, like their team they're not very good defensively and when they won the super bowl they've never had a great defense but they've but you know that that year they're at least middle of the pack i still think they're one of the a a very below average defense in my opinion and because of that they have to really rely on the offense uh to win football games and now they don't have tyreek hill And so it's really just Travis Kelsey is the obvious elite guy in their offense. And if he's dipped a little bit, I mean, he's still been great because the tight end position just has not been great outside of him. And he's clearly their best option as well, but he has dipped a little and you need your wide receivers to step up uh, because after Kelsey, I don't think, I think the the wider, their wide receivers have been very hit or miss this year. With 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 Juju and Hardman when he's been healthy and Sky Moore hasn't panned out this year and then MVS it's kind of the same thing when he was with Green Bay where it's he's a he's great, he's a he's a great deep ball threat but. He also drops a lot of passes. It's very hit or miss yeah. after Kelsey. Every time guys. I watch
0: MVS, I'm like, I either think like he's the worst receiver in the league, or like, <laughs> oh, this guy's actually pretty good. He's just so inconsistent with like the yeah. drops on the big plays.
2: That's how I feel as well. And and then the running backs, uh, uh, Clyde edwards hilaire hasn't been healthy at all, and but M- Jared McKinnon has been great down the stretch, uh, and then Pacheco has had his moments, and. Look, McKinnon, yeah, he's a pass-catching running back, but they haven't been able to run the ball that well. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe at times, but uh, not as much as you... They're, they're definitely not a very balanced offense. It's definitely relying a lot on Mahomes, is basically what I'm trying to say. And they've also have had a negative turnover differential this year. Turnovers have really killed the Chiefs at times. Well, I guess not killed because they've won so many games, but I feel like if they keep turning the ball, ball over at the rate that they've had that maybe it'll come back to bite them against a team like Buffalo. And like, again, Buffalo, they're one of the few teams in the league that's great on both sides of the ball. And and I think Buffalo, it's kind of a drop-off after Diggs, but I still think they have plenty of depth with Davis and Knox, McKenzie. And I think James Cook will be utilized more in the postseason, being the better pass catcher. And Singletary is still solid in their offense. And then they get and then their defense is still great. So I would go with Buffalo. And then also fate, just with how it with how the past couple weeks have gone for for Buffalo with everything that happened with Hamlin. You could say fate is on their side or destiny is on their side right now as well.
1: Um I I'm kind of leaning the other way. Uh I think I mean, I agree. It's, it's pretty clear that the biggest threats to them would be the, the two and three seeds. Although I don't want to forget about the four seed. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I personally, I think that the Bengals are more of a roadblock and I don't, I, I don't believe personally in things like fate and destiny, but I certainly believe in, in, you know, teams being motivated by, by things like the situation with Tamar Hamlin. Um, so I think the Bills are, you know, a team to be worried about. And I think that they're a force to be reckoned with, but I just, until the Bills and Josh Allen and just the whole team, but you know, since Josh Allen's been with the team and they've been, you know, the, the Bills, the current Bills, um, they, I need to, I, they need to prove it to me. And I, they haven't done that, um, that they won't, that they can, you know, actually go up against the chiefs and, and win and, and not. Not just choke at the end. Um, I think that the the Bengals have really great pieces as well. That, uh, I mean, honestly, probably I I kind of feel they have similar um, pieces on offense. With although I would say that the Bengals have more better options with with uh, more elite with Chase. options. Yeah, with Chase because with Boyd, Buffalo, Diggs
2: is clearly the guy. Right, and but and, kind of drop off. But with with Cincinnati. Right. Chase Chase, is their number one guy, but there are times where Higgins when he's healthy
0: and even Boyd stepped it up. Yeah. Tyler Boyd still like he's one of the better number three options. Yeah.
1: So I, I just, I feel like the Bengals have proved it a little bit more in my opinion. I think that I agree, you know, that the, like I say, I don't necessarily go with fate or destiny, but I think that the bills have a motivation that no other team in the league has. But, um, I just think that I would be, if I were the Chiefs, I'd be more worried about the Bengals, um, not to mention the fact that if the if the Bills and Bengals, not to get too ahead of myself here, but if the Bills and Bengals both win this weekend, uh, which I think is probably a fair prediction to make, then they're going to be playing each other while someone else goes against the Chiefs and... You know, who? I mean, this is almost a silly take, but the the team to be more concerned about is the team that comes out on top of that game, because that's the one that would actually be playing the Chiefs, assuming, you know, making a lot of assumptions here, but assuming the Chiefs win and and both the Bengals and Bills win this weekend. But I, I just, you know, when it comes down to it, looking at those two teams, yes, the Bills are playing for something that no other team is playing for. The Bengals also didn't have a chance to play that game, and and not to you know, not to t- diminish anything, and, and try to uh, act like the game is something bigger than it is. It's a game, and obviously things with with DeMar Hamlin were far more important. And I don't think anyone is upset that that game got stopped. I'm sure some people are, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's always people. But but okay. I just but I, you know the yes the the Bills are the, the bills are, are playing for DeMar, you know, that, that's very much a thing. The, and the Bengals though, they, uh, the, the game was very early when it got stopped, but the Bengals to me had the better momentum and probably would have won the game. They want to show that they were going to win that game, that they can win again. So if these two teams meet in the divisional round, which frankly I expect, um, I think it's going to be quite a game. And I, I think that, uh, I don't, like I say, not to get too ahead of myself, but I just feel like the Bengals are, I feel like the Bengals are going to be, uh, perhaps underestimated because I think people are really going to be looking at the bills with, with everything that has happened with them and, and expect them to just be playing with, you know, a lot of heart, which I'm sure, which I'm sure they will be, but I I feel like people are going to, you think people
2: are overplaying that narrative
1: too much. I think, I think, you know, obviously it meant something more to the bills, where it was their teammate, but everyone in the league was affected by what happened on in that game. And, you know, everyone has been rallying around Jamar Hamlin. And, you know, like I say, not to diminish things with the Bills, but I just don't think that it's going to be, I don't think that it's going to be a cakewalk for them just because this happened to their teammate. And I don't think most people are saying that, but but I just feel like people are really going to be all in on the Bills in a way that not Too much on I'm the Bills ready. and not enough yeah. on other teams. I'm not ready right. to be all in on them like that. Just because of what's happened, like I say, they haven't to me proven it in the past few years.
2: So I don't know. Oh no, yeah, no, it's true. Buffalo is certainly a team that, what they haven't won a Super Bowl ever, and they definitely, <laughs> yeah. have, they definitely have had moments of. Uh, just last season, <laughs> like they were thirteen yeah. seconds away or something like that from from winning, and they couldn't even stop the Chiefs for two plays. And so, yeah, so but so that's a good point. I think it's kind of nitpicking both teams are great yeah right. i think i think and they're both they're both concerns
1: you know for the Chiefs.
2: i think cincinnati mm-hmm. yeah I, yeah you probably have more to worry about offensively like cincinnati wise uh you have more to worry about uh with chase and higgins and Mixon and and then but i, I guess as just a balanced I, I like the bills balanced team more than uh the Bengals. I yeah guess. that's
1: that's fair like i say obviously both teams are i mean all three teams are very good and well, you know, all three teams at least have very good players and any of them them could be favorites, but we'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, so I've been back and forth on both of these teams, the Bills and Bengals, and I I wasn't totally sure what direction I was going to even go in. I was going to wait to hear what your answers are. But truthfully, I think the biggest reason why I'm torn between these two is because I think I like both of them against Kansas City. And yeah, I'm leaning more towards Cincinnati, but I think you can, like, when I look at Buffalo, the the arguments that were just brought up is that Kansas City has had their, their number the past two years. They've knocked them out of the playoffs. Both of those games were in Arrowhead. And we've seen the Bills beat them in Arrowhead in the regular season. We haven't seen these teams play at Buffalo. And if they in a New Hampshire game, it'll be a neutral site. So you won't have the home field sure. factor. Yeah. Um, and even though Cincinnati would be at home, I think the Bengals have had the Chiefs number because the last three times they've played, two of them have been Cincinnati last year in the AFC Championship game was in Kansas City, where it'd be this year. I've gone in all of those games thinking, all right, the Chiefs are going to prove that they're better than this team. They're going to go out and win this game. And they've lost every time. They've blown leads every time. Like, I just think Cincinnati, like there's just something about them. Like this year, I was convinced that the Bengals were not just going to beat them, but they're going to beat them by multiple scores. And that just didn't happen. Like for whatever reason, Kansas City just like the, the matchup just isn't there for them. And I think because of that, I'm leaning more toward the Bengals. But at the same time, like I, I also would be leaning toward the Bills because you take away that uh, home field advantage that Kansas City has. And I, I think that when I look at these teams, I, I, Kansas City is the one seed, but I feel like they're the third best. And, you know, you talk about their defense is not that great. Bills definitely have a better defense. Bengals do as well. And when you look at the offenses, like Kansas City's offense is very good. Patrick Mahomes is awesome. I think he's the best of the three quarterbacks when it comes down to it. I think this year kind of proved that, given that you take away arguably the best wide receiver in the league, replace him with and he still uh, you know, up three the guys that, yeah, right. And he led the league in passing yards. So, like, it's not an indictment on Patrick Mahomes, but it's just the past few years with this Chiefs team, it's been like, okay, when are they going to win again ever since that first Super Bowl? You know, they haven't the past two. They've gone out in bad fashion, getting blown out by the Bucs in the Super Bowl, blowing a big halftime lead to the Bengals last year, and I'm just kind of prepared for that same kind of thing to happen again. And uh, I think I would like their chances slightly better against Buffalo because historically they've beat them in the playoffs the past few years, and they just haven't found a way to beat Cincinnati. But when it comes down to it, I... I would put both Cincinnati and Buffalo at this time ahead of Kansas city. We'll see how the next couple weeks play out. Like that is, that's kind of my mindset right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not really my place uh, as a, as a guest host on this podcast to give the listeners a peek behind the curtain, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, Originally we our 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 question here had been, are the bills finally ready to take down the chiefs? I had a, I had a cop out of an answer down that, I don't think they're going to play, you know, I agree with you, Corey, (laughs) that I think either team could, but I just don't see the bills making it past the Bengals, honestly. And that's really why I'm leaning. That's, that's, you know, again, not really exactly the way I'm supposed to be answering the question, but I don't think that the chiefs and the bills are going to play. I think that the chiefs and the Bengals are going to play. And if it does end up being chiefs bills, I agree. I take either team over the chiefs. Um, But, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, hopefully, it's hopefully it's it's Bills Bengals and it's Chiefs Jaguars and and then it's Jaguars Bengals in the AFC Championship game. That would be that would be something. <laughs> but,
0: uh, we'll see. Could be a tough one in your household. Oh, uh, yeah. and, and we talked <laughs> about Demar Hamlin and like the effects on the Bills. It had an effect on the Bengals too. They're the three seed because of this. They feel slighted. They it, feel like they did the right thing and got screwed over because of it. They're going to be playing with the chip on their shoulder. They were arguably so.
2: screwed more than any other team because. They yeah, were I mean, in that game. It was so early in the game, yeah. but they were yeah, was, winning yeah. at the time. Uh, and they were also
0: favored going in at home. Like I think that's also like a factor, regardless of what the score was. It was. It
2: was. I think Buffalo's slightly favored, but it doesn't matter. Like, it was oh, a tough okay. game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I, either way, like they were winning that game, and they they could have won the game possibly uh, if if that game played out. And but then all of a sudden it didn't, of course, for good reason. And then they were a three seed, and then they almost had to had the freaking coin toss thing <laughs> yeah. with the uh, with baltimore when, uh, when i heard about that i was like oh like i hate this but then when i found out like oh baltimore has to beat cincinnati for this to happen oh i i like it because baltimore is yeah had, with uh, anthony no brown shot without lamar jackson really Wait, was it gonna sit out of the
1: coin toss well they couldn't have known that right because it there's so many different well
2: what happened no, had... what would happen is if baltimore won that game week 18 last week uh, they would have had a coin toss to see who gets home field uh, for if their match. They matchup. played each other in the oh, right. Okay. Okay. I, I thought
1: you is. were saying and, to determine seating, and I was like, no, there's way too many or things. Or for That's what ever I
2: meant. Determine to... home who gets uh, home field. Is okay, what I'm right. say. Yeah. yeah, home field, uh, field. yeah. And I love the I love Joe Mixon's celebration when he <laughs> with put the coin toss, in the air, just yeah. kick well, the imaginary coin. <laughs> uh-huh. no, yeah, I mean,
1: I I think there was a real coin, wasn't there? I thought he took out of his glove.
0: Really?
2: Uh, I, I was watching and <laughs>
1: try to yeah, figure sorry. it out.
0: I'm pretty sure, like, use a using a prop in a celebration. No, what that's I'm what
1: thinking. I was thinking too. But I thought I saw someone online say that there was a coin. I didn't see a coin. Yeah, I'm, I didn't see it. My eyes aren't very good, know. so I, I took someone's <laughs> word for it. But no, I was thinking the same yeah. thing, that it would have been a, a penalty. Probably not. Probably no coin.
0: Yeah, and I will say, as much as I think the Bengals have like this perceived slight in their mind, I think it makes sense the way the NFL did it, because you're essentially saying this game did not happen, wipe it off the schedule, don't say anything ever happened, and the Bills had a better record in the same number of games. So I think it's fair to say right. they shouldn't it, have had no neutral, or it shouldn't be at a neutral site when they play each other. It I makes think... sense for this game to be in Buffalo.
2: I think they handled it right, where you know they don't they don't play the game and they don't call it even a tie. They just say no contest. Mm-hmm. But man, I I hate I hate the idea of a neutral site. I don't want to watch the Sugar Bowl in the AFC I, Championship I, I want to watch. I think it's.
0: I agree with it. teams,
2: and I want to see. The, I want to see in a kind of a environment like Buffalo or Kansas City where it's outdoors, it's cold, and all that. I, I yeah. I hate the I, idea I, of a <laughs> indoor peach bowl or it's just
0: well I don't know do we we don't know where it's going to be I think there's actually a decent chances outside I don't know if that's just fans so. saying they want it in Pittsburgh or Chicago or Green Bay or, you know some other cold weather outdoor stadium but I mean that's that's definitely something I've seen is that it's not gonna be in Detroit and it's not gonna be in Indianapolis so
2: that's one cool thing I, I like know. about the this time of the year during of the football season when you see more cold weather games and, and it actually plays a factor mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't mind dome games, of course. Uh, it would the probably Bowl, be a very high I'm, I'm totally scoring game with, it, with those two. I'm totally fine with the Super yeah. Bowl being in a dome every year, but it just I mean, when it comes to other playoff games, I, I want more outdoor games. I don't need more more indoor ones. Yeah, I mean, I
0: me. I am curious if this is going to become like a thing moving forward if it does happen, because apparently Lamar Hunt, the owner of the Chiefs, was like trying to make like a final four style weekend for the conference championship game years ago. And of course his team is the one who's going to end up potentially playing in this. So uh, it would be interesting if they do that, but I, I don't want them to, I do like having home field advantage throughout, you know, AFC and NFC playoffs, but I could see the NFL deciding to do that. If there's, there's a lot of success with the neutral side championship game. So.
1: Uh, I know we've moved on, but there was a coin. I just saw there the was an actual oh, coin. Was coin. <laughs> <Interesting>. Okay, <laughs> was it penalized? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. All I say, all I see is that uh, Chad Ocho Cinco. Remember him? Uh, he yeah, says he a, will pay any potential well, fine for Mixon's coin toss. Uh, but there to was actually, that, okay. there was a coin. I saw it. I just well, saw yeah, because he
0: he tweeted out before the game that he wanted someone for the Bengals to celebrate with a coin toss, like a celebration. Yeah. So, so all right Great anyway <laughs> anyway yeah let's let's move on to uh kenny's team of 2022 the philadelphia eagles who are the one seed in the <laughs> nfc who's the biggest threat to them do you want to go first this time kenny um sure I, honestly i find this one a little bit harder to answer because
1: i think that there are good teams in the nfc but i think that you know that i i the th- i feel the three best teams are in the afc honestly even the eagles they've been shaky and it's not it's not a you know i don't think it's it's time to sound the alarms and and be worried they're not the they're not the 2021 titans but uh I, you know i just i don't know uh if they're i don't know if they're as good as as they started the season i don't know if they're as good as they looked at the beginning um and obviously i'm extremely biased but i almost want to say that the biggest threat is the tampa bay buccaneers just because <laughs> i know they when they're going into the playoffs with a losing record it's i know they're not they're not going to be there it's not going to be tom brady's classic team um but they were a fifth seed when they last won the super bowl and and i think that they are still a team to be concerned about and just looking the 49ers it's tough to know what to expect out of them Uh, it's tough to expect, tough to know what to expect out of any of these teams. I feel like I say the Eagles, the 49ers, the Vikings, all of them, I could just see them collapsing and certainly the Buccaneers could, could do poorly too, but I wouldn't really see it as a collapse because they've already not been doing great. And so it almost, it, it feels backwards, but I feel a little bit better about the team that, that is, that isn't going to come crashing down but is already kind of down i feel like the the buccaneers have a chance to rise to the occasion and and just like i say obviously i'm biased but i would be afraid of a a team with tom brady on it no matter what his record was if he made it to the playoffs that's 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 all he needs that's all that's all any team needs is to make it to the playoffs and you can do you can do anything from there and you know it's it's across sports i i am not as much of a hockey fan as i used to be but i like the i like the la kings in addition to the bruins and you know they won the stanley cup as an eight seed it's it's far from unprecedented for teams to come from the bottom and win and um i don't know the the buccaneers they have not looked good but it's it's just so hard because it's tom brady you know and so i think that the Eagles should be concerned with honestly just about any team in the conference i i think that i i i feel like any game in the nfc could could go either way uh the seahawks could go to the super bowl i don't know they probably won't they're probably not a huge threat but still it's you know i i could see any team any team taking down the eagles not necessarily any team going to the super bowl uh but I could see I could see any team they play winning honestly but f- for the sake of picking someone and because i because I'm wearing a Tom Brady Patriots jersey right now I'm gonna say the buccaneers
2: I really don't mind that answer uh, i i i, I, like I don't it. either uh <laughs> even though they went eight nine this year everyone's you know that cliche everyone's at zero and zero now right like, the yeah starting so uh and obviously Tom Brady has had plenty of playoff success, so I, I really don't mind that answer. Which is something even, that, even that the if you of the quarterbacks I, I, don't have. Right, I really yeah. don't mind that answer. So. Uh, so, yeah, when it came when it comes to uh, the you know the biggest threats to these teams, the Chiefs and the Eagles element, I had a tougher time with AFC because I like the Bills and Bengals a lot, and you really can make a case for either of them. But for for the NFC, I did not have a tough time with this one. I I definitely <laughs> like the Niners a lot uh out of the nfc but but well i like the cheat the i like the eagles and niners easily the the two uh in my opinion the two teams i like the most in the nfc i think when it comes to the niners no, no matter who's been the quarterback what if it's been lance or jimmy or purdy they've they've still have been a very consistent offense and they've been well I think an
0: asterisk on Lance. You know, I know it was a monster. They did Lance, lose to the Bears Lance, in week one. Yeah,
2: He had one game. It was in the <laughs> freaking rain, good. and they yeah. and then they lost that game. But then and then he had one drive. Okay, so yeah, Lance obviously was not the. He didn't get to show it, but I I, I don't know. I, it would have been nice to, but oh well. But what if it's been mostly either Jimmy or Purdy? Sorry, is, do you want me to clarify it like that? Yeah. <laughs> what if it's been Jimmy or Purdy out there? they've been they've done a great job offensively and then I was high on them going into the year and that was before they even added McCaffrey and now their offense is going to look amazing because they have McCaffrey, Kittle, Ayuk and Debo and one thing to mention McCaffrey and Debo have not been on the field together that much and you can make a case those are two of the best offensive weapons in the entire league because we saw with how good Debo was as a a pass catcher and also as a runner. And then we know how good McCaffrey is out of the backfield uh, as a pass catcher. Uh, One of the best, if not the best one in the league. And to have all those weapons around, even someone as unexperienced as Brock Purdy, I think, I think it's shown, it hasn't slowed them down even with a, a a rookie quarterback taken as the last pick in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant Uh, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy has been solid. I thought, I thought when he came in they were kind of screwed and then and then all of a sudden his his first game of action he looked fine but you know I thought opposing teams would pick up on some weaknesses and, and not that Brock Perry is some athletic freak but I thought at some point it, he would come he would come back down to earth or or he would have struggles but he's he he's done a great job this year uh scoring points and not turning the ball over that much and and they have won the best. They probably have the best defense in the league. They've given yeah, up I think the least statistically. Of points, the number statistically. one Nick Post is
0: going to win Defensive Player of the Year most likely. Right, of and things, they have
2: so. yeah. and they have a Defensive Player of the Year candidate and probably the likely winner. And so this is another team where that's very balanced and great on both sides of the ball. And I yeah, they're definitely my favorite outside of the Eagles. Uh, like who are the biggest threats? I definitely think the Niners fit that mold.
0: Yeah, so I, I will point out that Brian's preseason prediction for the NFC championship game was Eagles 49. Another reason why I'm
2: biased towards that pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: um no, so I I definitely agree uh that I I'm very high on the Niners, but I'm going to go with a different answer par- partially just to mix it up a little, but also because I think it's easier for me to argue the Dallas Cowboys, because we just saw the Cowboys beat the Eagles a few weeks ago. And I know Jalen Hurts wasn't playing, but Cardinal Minshew still led them 350 passing yards. Like there was offensive fireworks in that game. So, and I know the game was in Dallas. If they'd meet, it'd be in Philadelphia. But I, I do think that just the whole NFC East division rivalry, like, I don't know, with the way the Eagles are playing right now, I know the Cowboys did not look great in week. 18 against Washington and I don't know that I fully trust them to even make it out of the first round but I think that they're a team that has a lot of talent on both sides of the ball familiarity with uh, with each other I think that's something that is a little bit of an edge that I would give to Dallas Uh, you know I I don't know that um, I want to sit here and say oh I don't like San Francisco's chances at all I, I am very high on the Niners but one thing that I can't help but think about with Brock Purdy is as great as he's been we haven't really seen a whole lot of times where he's had to lead the Niners to victory. Like he's played well enough, game managed, made some nice passes, no turnovers. A lot of Niners blowouts. win by a billion. Yeah, the one time they ended up having a close game against the Raiders, he did have a nice little drive to set up what could have been a game-winning field goal. Robbie Gold missed it. Then, missed. then in overtime, they had a, a interception almost taken back to the house. The down and, to like the yeah, all he had to do was kneel and down and. Chip shot twenty three yard field goal to win the game. So my thing with Brock Purdy is, what happens if he's in Lincoln Financial Field, just this rowdy stadium, and the Niners are down a score? He needs to lead them on a touchdown drive late in the game. I don't know that I'm convinced that he has the capability of doing that because we haven't seen him in that situation. And as much as you know, Dak Prescott has struggled down the stretch. I do think he's someone who has more experience in that situation. So that's the one thing I would say, Dallas. Same time, I listened to our episode a year ago. You're like, I think the Cowboys are the biggest threat to the Packers, but I could also see them collapsing in the first round just miserably because that's just <laughs> kind of what we've come to know about this team. <laughs> it's so funny you I know,
2: do, I do remember saying that. That yeah, I mean, it was like the
0: same kind of concept, but
2: that's why I'm not on. I'm not. Uh, I'm not really on Dallas anymore. I've, no, I've, and I've I totally kinda get it. I've, I've kind of given up on them. <laughs> just. Yeah, coming through. It,
0: it's very fair, but I, I guess like just looking at these two teams, I think I have slightly more evidence to feel confident in the Cowboys because they did just win that big Christmas Eve game, and uh, because of that win, you know, even though it was against Gardner Minshew instead of Jalen Hurts, so yeah, it kept the Cowboys' season alive all the way to Week 18, which is not something. So that you're not worried possible.
2: about the Week 18 game a little? No,
0: I mean, I yeah, that that was really bad, but. I don't know. I mean, I like I said they they played horrible in that game and I definitely have some worries about, you know, whether they can turn it around in a week, but I just think like the NFC East rivalry there. They're they're a team that other than San Francisco, like they're in Tampa, I guess. I mean, those would be the three teams that I trust the most against the Eagles. So, and I I think Dallas is worthy of being talked about. Um, in this context.
2: Yeah. So. I to, I, oh, no, go
1: ahead, Kenny. Well, so to, sp- because I didn't really say much about San Francisco, I, I, I'm big on experience. And, and Corey talked about this, but without seeing Brock Purdy, he, he like not only play when, not only lead his team when they need him, but just playing a playoff game, you know, he, he hasn't done it. Uh, and, you know, maybe he'll, maybe he'll rise to the occasion his first, his first experience, but, it's just tough for me to not only get behind a, a 49ers team that, I mean, granted, the team's different, obviously, but the 49ers have not been able to pull it off in recent years. And I don't know Brock Purdy. You know, I saw him play half a season. We'll see where it goes. It's it's tough for me to, to bet on a guy like, like that when he is so fresh, hasn't even played a full season. Or I can pick Tom Brady. You know, that's Tom Brady, so that's, that was just kind of, I'm, I'm big on hat, like players who have experience in situations. And, you know, as a fan, it was, I'd gone to several football games before I went to a playoff game. And as a fan, it, you know, I hadn't experienced a playoff game until I'd been there. Obviously it's different for players, but it's the same. He hasn't experienced a playoff game on the field. And I, you know, it's hard for me to put my faith in, 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 someone in that situation so that's why I I, I feel less certain uh, than you guys do I think about the 49ers I, I totally
2: no I totally understand your guys point on the experience he's played what six or seven games this year yeah, and not he a lot, obviously hasn't yeah. played a playoff game yet in in the NFL so yeah there's some cause for concern there I just think that their team is so good that even when they've gotten really like nothing out of the look at last year they made it they almost made it to the Super Bowl last year and Jimmy G did Yes, he had a couple of nice game wing drives, but like before that, in in those in those Cowboys and Packers games, he he didn't really do that much in those games. No, I mean
0: he didn't didn't have a touchdown pass through an interception in both games, and then when the Niners needed him in the NFC championship game, he Crumbled just a, a horrible interception in the game. So that that is one thing I'd like to see with Brock Purdy is uh you know Jimmy Garoppolo had a history of being a great game manager. We've seen that from Purdy, but you know we didn't really see a whole lot of Jimmy G stepping up in the big moments. And I don't know that Purdy is the guy who can do that. So
2: well, another thing is I'm I'm picking them because it's the biggest threat to the Eagles. <laughs> <And> <laughs> right. the, yeah, no, yeah, I the, agree. The, the I, I, I and then it, the yes. other five teams, the Niners are definitely. Uh, my favorite
0: I th- I agree I think that they're the best of the bunch so. yeah I don't want it like I said I'm not necessarily arguing right with you're your just answer. I think we're just bring up another team just giving to- a reason to not just ride with them right so. I get that anyway we've talked about a lot of favorites you know big threats to those top teams but we've certainly seen some teams go from the wild card round and you know even on the road and go on to win the Super Bowl we saw it with the Bucks a couple of years ago as a five seed so who's a team that is most likely to do that now normally we just restricted to five through seven seeds but given that the four seeds are you know below 500 in tampa's case barely above 500 in jacksonville's case and they're both road or home underdogs uh will will include them and they're both fan
2: favorites (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) of course
1: finally we could talk about the jaguars uh sleeper teams most likely to make a run for the super bowl um,
2: brian can go right yeah now. brian can go okay yeah my answer won't surprise cory in the slightest but i'm gonna so i'm gonna go with the, i'm gonna go with the chargers uh i definitely excuse me and I, I definitely uh have more doubts now than i did before the season started though uh but i still i, I still love so. the pieces around wait what
0: I would hope so because yeah. you know they
2: you know. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, I definitely have more doubts now than I did before the year. I don't think I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl now. Uh but I still think they have a ho- very high powered offense with with Herbert leading them. And yes, he's not in that tier with Allen Mahomes or or even Burrow maybe. Maybe more athletic than Burrow, but I still rather Burrow. But anyway, he's not in that tier, but he's pro- he's in that next tier. I I think and and Keenan Allen, he he was injured all year, but now he's been great these this last month or so, and he's starting to look healthy. And then Eckler has been the best, one of the best, uh, either him or McCaffrey. Uh, he's been such he's been such a weapon this year for them. He's been great. And then Mike Williams, he's he has his moments, but now he has back spasms. And I gotta say, one of the things that has me more down on the Chargers now than I was in the beginning of the year is that Brandon Steele is kind of an idiot. That, that, <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, you talk about you the Cowboys play, in you week You play your team. starters well into the game and then even into the fourth quarter in a game that's completely meaningless. You're not going to move up or down or anything and you have, you're have you on a short week. They play on Saturday. and I don't
0: think he knew that at the time but it was always I, I, oh, a Oh sure
2: yeah that's a good point but still it's, it's still stupid that you're not going to move mm-hmm. anywhere in the standings. You know who you're gonna play, and so and I'm not saying that they shouldn't have played him at. He shouldn't have played those guys at all. You want to keep them fresh or sharp a little bit, but to play him well into the fourth quarter is just absurd. And and they were losing to the
0: Broncos I too.
2: I don't know what it is of Brandon uh, Brandon Staley. There are so many times where I ask myself, like, what is he doing? Like, remember that game versus the Browns when they went for on fourth down? Oh yeah, in their own uh-huh. territory, and like when it was so unnecessary, and then they. Look, they won, but that's because the kicker missed the field goal. But if he made it, he would have gotten way more heat for that decision. And that's one of the reasons why I'm not as high on them uh, as I was in the beginning of the year. But, again, I still think their offense is great. And if they were to make it to the the AFC Championship game, they would obviously face Jacksonville, who I believe are – I believe them more in Jacksonville. Sorry, Kenny. Wait, I uh, think they- Aren't they playing Jacksonville this week? Yeah. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. Them. I thought you were saying they would
2: play them. Yeah, I thought you. Champions that's what thing. I thought you were trying like, to say. <laughs> okay. No, they play, sorry. Yeah. They right. play, it's Chargers Jags on Saturday. Right, right, right. And I, yeah, like, yeah. 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 Uh, I believe that is a winnable matchup for the Chargers. It will. Be, it. Well. The spread so we is minus two yeah. for the Chargers. So it it should be close, but I do believe them more than than the Jacksonville. And then, so if they were to make it, it's very likely they'd face Kansas City, which would be a tall task, but even though they lose pretty much every time they face Kansas city, it's always a, they always play them close. A very entertaining, close game comes down to the finish. So
0: uh, and usually a poor decision by Brandon. Saley. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's
2: really coaching that comes when it comes down to when it comes down to for me being a little bit down on them right now, but I still love the pieces that they have. And I think of the four through seven seeds, I believe them the most.
1: Um, I will get, to my pick. My answer will not surprise you. You can probably already guess it, but I would like to first say the chargers are nine and two against non playoff teams this season, one and five against playoff teams. Yeah. they the, one win against the, stretch, the Dolphins.
2: down the stretch. They played some really easy teams. I'll admit that. And, and their one of their losses
1: against a playoff team was against the Jaguars before the Jaguars got hot at the end of the season. They lost thirty
0: eight to ten. Yeah, I'll i know, admit, and Justin I, Herbert was like kind of hurt in that yeah, game, but that that was that's bad. another still,
2: injuries yeah. have really killed them this year. Where Herbert, he fractured his ribs. They didn't have Keenan Allen for like two months of the year. Yeah, Joey they lost Bosa Mike Williams for year. for a an ankle ankle sprain for a month, and they haven't come. They haven't been healthy like all all like four of their best pieces offensively together that much until until uh, this past month. And unfortunately, they haven't played really strong competition in the, in the last month, but I'd like to believe that they can play stronger competition and play well when everyone is on the field, as important as those guys are.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it's going to be a good matchup, and I, I don't, you know, I, I would really like Jacksonville to win. Um, but I, I think, I think it's going to be doable for their team. The, the Jaguars have won five in a row, which is borderline unprecedented. And, um, they've been looking really good and, you know, for a, a little over a month looked almost consistent, which is not their MO. So who knows if they're going to, you know, be able to win a playoff game. Not that that's unprecedented. They only really won two playoff games a couple years ago. But anyway, we're not really talking about that game specifically. We're talking mm. about uh the the biggest the 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 most likely sleeper team to put it uh to put it in in air quotes because we're talking about four seeds. Um but it's hard. I, I also just want to say uh, you know, they're not a sleeper team by our by our definition, but we talked we talked a lot about the AFC and the NFC top teams we didn't mention the three seed at all in the NFC the Minnesota no. Vikings almost feel like a sleeper team because <laughs> we will talk about them at some point yeah but, but yeah. I, it, it, it almost feels like they're being kind of written off especially for a three seed but but of course my pick is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and there was, yes, I'm biased again I could pick I mean if I were just going on bias I could pick the Jaguars but I could pick the Cowboys or I
0: was hoping you'd pick Jacksonville that to, yeah, no was too honestly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I was I was hoping you would
1: most likely to make a run for the Super Bowl. I would love to pick the Jaguars, but I just don't see it. I think that they could win this game this this weekend. It's possible that they could win another game. I don't see them going to the Super Bowl. I would love them to go to the Super Bowl, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope I look like an idiot when they make it there. Um, but but I don't see it. I I think you know, like I say, I could I could pick a team like the Cowboys or. Uh, I mean, there are others I could pick, I suppose. But I just think, again, just going on experience, going on the desire and ability to win, no matter the situation. And I know that the quarterback is not the whole team, but it's really hard for me to not see Tom Brady. And and he hasn't looked like classic Tom Brady this season. Um, I maintain that I think it's a down year, but not the fabled cliff that everyone has been calling for him to fall off of. Um, I think he could bounce back and he could not bounce back in the playoffs. Um, if he returns next season, I think that he'll be better then, uh, and, and he'll do better than, than he has this season. But, um, I, I, you know, it's, it's the playoffs and it's Tom Brady. It's, it's really hard even taking the bias out of it looking at the available teams to pick for this it's really hard for me to not pick Tom Brady's team. And I know they're under they're under 500 going into the playoffs, which is, which is insane to, to say and to think about. Uh, they have a worse record than the Jaguars, but uh, to repeat the cliche, everyone starts zero and zero in the playoffs. And, and yeah, the, the, the bucks are going to have a hard game this weekend. Um, and they're going to probably have hard games every week if they continue in the playoffs, but I just, I just can't, I just can't go against Brady. You know?
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't honestly, I don't blame you for that answer because, let's say they beat Dallas, it's likely that they would face. I mean, I'll admit, depending on the three-six matchup, but likely well, probably, yeah, the, the, the most Eagles likely matchup they ice. would have is Philly, yeah. and yeah. Philly, even though I believe they are the best team in the NFC, or or at least top two they're they're really struggling or not really struggling but they have struggled this past month and it starts with the health of hurts and he yes he finally came back from his shoulder sprain but he definitely did not look 100 percent, and definitely looked rusty and what if that conti- what if they're what if that continues into the playoffs like the way they've looked this past month and and yes it was mostly with Minshew but Minshew looked was fine but that's a cause for concern for Philly and it's that's likely who they'd face if they were to beat Dallas. And so and and Philly's another team, yeah, even though we, we just talked about with Brock Purdy how he has no experience in the playoffs. I mean, neither does oh well Jalen Hurts played one played one, one game, game. One first game the same team year. as well. Yes. But that's not yeah, I mean, he has one more, more game, one game of playoff experience. <laughs> uh-huh. um Yeah. So so I don't blame you for that answer. Uh even though it's biased, I think that's who I would have picked next uh, if it weren't for me just holding on (laughs) to my pick at the (laughs) beginning of the year.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Now, I'll try to make this quick and easy. My top answer here would have been the Chargers. Um, I knew Brian was going to pick them, but the reality is they're a team that I think has the talent if they can put it all together. I don't know that I believe in them, but we've seen them put up close fights against Kansas City. Like They're a team that... Can't help but think they have a good shot. Then my backup would be just whoever wins Tampa Dallas. I mean, I I think both of those teams have a ton of flaws, but there's enough reason to think that if one of them can like really build some strong momentum in that first game, that that can carry them for kind of the reasons we talked about. You know, obviously Dak Prescott and the Cowboys don't have the same type of playoff experience as Tom Brady and the Bucs, but he he's been here a few times before he's only won one game he's more experienced losing in the playoffs than winning but i think that could be an advantage so um you know when i thought we were just doing five through seven seeds my picks were chargers dallas so i'm not going to go like too far with that but like i definitely recognize that you know the bucks have an advantage over other teams when it comes to a quarterback with experience even though they have plenty of other disadvantages and lots of flaws and even their coaching like is not all that amazing so but anyway um let's kind of move on from here and let's talk about teams and players under the most pressure to succeed this postseason so let's start off with a team
2: you go first kenny
0: uh we doing one team we're doing each conference one team total um
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna i want to say the bills um you know as i talked about they've been right there for years now and have not been able to 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 take down the chiefs and to go all the way and not that i think people not that i think anyone's going to be saying like you know this is it i haven't heard anyone saying that um but there's going to come a time when it's going to be this is it you know can can you can you step up or or are you just going to always be you know the the runner up team um and as i don't think that it's necessarily pressure but obviously we discussed what happened with Damar Hamlin. And I think it's not necessarily pressure, but it's kind of an expectation that they're going to rise to the occasion uh, amidst everything that the team has gone through. Um, and so, yeah, I think there are several teams with something to prove. I think, um, you know, like I say, anyone in the top three of the AFC or few in the NFC, uh, there there's plenty of teams under pressure. But the Bills, to me, I just feel like a lot of teams, a lot of teams. It seems like they have the the hope and expectation that they're going to do well. But if they don't, they don't. The Bills. It just feels a little bit more like if they don't do well, it just it's gonna it's gonna feel this like might be their wrong. best opportunity. Right. It's gonna it's like it's like if not now when you know. So that's yeah, that's why I think the Bills.
2: A lot of people were saying that beginning of the year, and they were an overwhelming favorite as well not maybe not overwhelming, but they were a favorite right, and right. a lot of people were betting them uh to win it all this year and rightfully so. Yeah, so Buffalo was was my number one answer, but just to be different They were also
0: mine. Yeah. <laughs> or actually, at least they they were one of sure, one yeah. of a couple. Yeah. <laughs> uh just to be
2: different. <laughs> I'll go with the Chiefs just because it, so Mahomes is he's he's gonna be he's already a great quarterback. He's gonna be a first ballot Hall of Famer and everything. But Wow
1: Maybe. I mean, I mean, he's, it's he's early, but it's early. I
0: don't know. It's, it's hard, hard to so argue. Is that a
1: hot take to say Based that he's going to be? Hall of Famer. Yes. First ballot Hall of Famer, you know, we'll see how his career, but I Well, I mean, anyway,
2: he, he, <laughs> he, as young as he is, he, there's always, you know, these greatest quarterback of all time discussions and the way he's been playing is his career. He's always brought up in the conversations with like Brady and all the past quarterbacks. And, I, I he only has one Super Bowl though. And I, I, I know he's only Rogers. been in the league for what, 5 seasons or so. Yeah. Uh, that just sounds the, just He right. like, didn't play his first year, but just the way he's been he he gets talked up in the media and he's going to win another MVP again with how much hype that him and that team get. They only have one Super Bowl. And yes, they made it to another one, but still right. only one. And plenty plenty of teams have one Super Bowl and so I guess that would be the next one for me is is the Chiefs. Uh, just yeah. just given the the amount of hype that they get.
1: it, it is it is early in uh, Mahomes career, but he's also the oldest uh quarterback in the in the playoffs in the AFC. <laughs> Which is so crazy. Crazy. I saw crazy that too. To it's like, oh my god, the, uh, we're
2: so old that are, he's the really oldest old. quarterback left in the AFC. Oh Yeah, I
0: just wanna point out that um I'm two I, days older than him. <laughs>
1: well, that means I'm twenty two so, days older than him. So uh,
0: Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I think Bills and Chiefs are both great answers. Uh, You know, I've talked a lot about the Cowboys at this point. I do think they have plenty of stuff to prove, but I'm going to follow the same approach and go with the Eagles. They're the number one team in the NFC. They're the only team that is guaranteed to play a home game anytime they play before the Super Bowl. There's been a lot of criticism from some circles, believing that they're not all that great, they're a product of their schedule, whatever, and they've struggled down the stretch. I mean, when you come in as a top team you're going to have uh high expectations and be under a lot of pressure and i think that if the eagles flame out in the first round there's gonna be a lot of question marks with that team because this is someone who i think very much should go to the nfc championship game based on the talent they have they should very much be in contention to make the super bowl and if they you know choke in that first game then i think that there's going to be a lot of a lot more questions and answers about what was a really talented team. Like I do believe that talent wise, and like this is a team that has very few, if any holes when they're fully healthy. And there's not really a great reason to say this team shouldn't given their path, be able to, to make it to the Super Bowl. So I think that they're under a lot of pressure for that reason.
1: Yeah. When I wasn't sure if we were doing each conference, I had the Eagles down for my NFC team. Um, as my as my team of the year, uh it was it, it's been it's been hard to see them kind of falter toward the end. And obviously, you know, there's been injuries, there's been there's been issues, but um yeah, it just they started so strong that it feels like like you say, if if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, they don't win the Super Bowl, okay. But if they go out in the first round, it's it's gonna kinda of be like what, what huge happened, letdown, guys? yeah, you know?
0: right after how the how things started. So
1: I mean people are talking and people people love to talk, but uh you know, undefeated <laughs> season, of course, was brought uh, up anytime someone gets more than three wins without losing in a season it gets brought up. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think for me, they're a close second. I would say if they, you know, like I say, if they don't win the Super Bowl is one thing, but if they just don't win a game, if they just don't look anything like the team that, that started the season, then yeah, that's going to be, I think a huge disappointment and, and a, a big letdown for, for their fans.
0: All right, what about the player that's under the most pressure?
2: Uh, just to be different, since I already kind of brought up Mahomes with the Chiefs, I'll say Dak because, I mean, like the Cowboys are, you know, quote-unquote America's team, and they always have, usually have successful regular seasons, but they always disappoint when it comes to this time of the year, and that certainly could happen again. And and Dak, he, he's been kind of a turnover machine He he's thrown an interception in seven straight games he's thrown so many picks this year and at some point i mean there have been games where it has it has hurt them uh it, it hurt them versus the Jags in overtime when, yes that was kind of a fluke interception but still like they're
0: still still an interception still turnover
2: yeah there have been at some point it's going to come back to bite dallas those turnovers and just the amount of interceptions that Dak has thrown lately is is pretty crazy and he, and he's on the Cowboys and a team that has always has very high expectations and and they certainly could be on one and done again that really that really could happen they could win this game though for sure but it's entirely possible that they could be one and done again and and they and he receives a lot of heat for 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 losing again in the playoffs. So I'll go yeah, with that. They could that. bring
0: in a new coach, and who knows if uh, a new coach is, you know, what the patience will be with Dak Prescott long-term. So th- There really isn't agree. like it's a... a th- the
2: past couple of seasons, for this question, it's usually been like, okay, Aaron Rodgers. He's all, yeah, right? he's near the There's end like of his career, answer. and he only has one Super Bowl. Or Drew Brees, or uh, Matthew Stafford gets t- traded, and, and they gave up so much for him. There, there, is, there really isn't a quarterback like that, or a player like that, or at least I can't think of right now, but... So that's why I'm going with Dak, uh, for this one.
1: Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) Really? Okay. (laughs) Well, I just think, you know, it's the, the, the problem, the problem is the Jaguars. The problem is not Trevor Lawrence, but I don't think that the Jaguars necessarily have, uh, an expectation to succeed. I don't think that there's pressure on them to succeed because they never do. You know, they have these these bright spots, these moments of greatness, and they collapse. You know, they look they looked promising in a couple games earlier this season. Uh, you know, Colts is not a necessarily a huge win, but they shut the Colts out before we knew exactly who the Colts were, and then they you know beat the Chargers thirty eight to ten. Then they lose five in a row. That's the, that's the Jaguars. You know, they, they they go up and then they crash down. Now they've won five in a row. And like I say, it's not necessarily an expectation that the team is going to do well, but Trevor Lawrence last year did not have the opportunity to do a lot. Now he does. He's going up against, uh, a, a, against a team that the Jaguars can beat. It's a winnable game for them. And similarly to what I was saying about the Eagles, I'm not saying the Jaguars have to go in the Super Bowl. I'm not even saying that they have to win a game, honestly, for them. Like I say, it's the Jaguars. The expectations are far lower because it's the Jaguars. But if they crash and burn in the playoffs in their in their first game, I think that that's going to be that's going to hurt if they if they lose to the Chargers, but it's competitive and they look like the Jaguars have the last five games and they just can't pull it off. You know, that might happen. But if it's if it's if it's a nothing show, like it was for, for, I mean, not, not their, their five game losing streak earlier in the season. Wasn't, wasn't awful across the board, but you know, losing, for example, to the Texans who hadn't won a game at that point. uh, If it's, if it's something like that, if they just can't even get off the ground and do anything, I think it's going to reflect poorly, you know, not necessarily on the entire team, but, but Trevor Lawrence was the first overall pick and was, Was touted as uh, uh, um, as the guy as
2: a great prospect, like best prospect, generational, whatever they call it. Yeah, like exactly.
1: Yeah, he's he's he was compared to all these greats, and you know, as you were saying with Mac Jones earlier, it's not like it's it's not to say oh, two seasons done, this is his legacy, but he's got an opportunity to do something and and to lead his team. I don't know if you guys saw, but there was a video of Trevor Lawrence coming out of the tunnel with his team, uh, Week 18 uh, against the Titans, and the the caption said something like, "Trevor Lawrence couldn't motivate me to make a sandwich." I he looks like, an that, yeah. he <laughs> looks like an NPC. He looks like an NPC in a video that. game, walking, yeah. dead eyes. <laughs> Turns around, and he's like alright guys, this is our first chance to show them what we're about. Let's play with some flags. Let's have some fun. And
2: I'm like, Trevor, <laughs> Trevor,
1: what are, you, what are you doing?
2: So it's not about uh, honor, it's not about respect, right? right no, to uh, watch a Tom Brady video.
1: About yeah. Having some fun. No, so, so it's, you know, and not to say that the the quarterback has to be screaming at the team about honor and respect and how we win this, you're honored, your kids are honored, your family's honored, but uh it, I think it's time for Trevor Lawrence to step up. And like I say, it's year two. It's not the end of the road, but um, I think it's, there'll be more opportunities for him, but this is, this is the first big one. And I think that uh, personally, I'll be very disappointed if, if it, if it looks like the Jaguars as I've gotten used to them, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this is somewhat of a turning point for them. Um, and I didn't want to just pick Tom Brady again because he's old and, you know, who knows when he's going to retire.
0: He's he's playing with house money. Like anything he (laughs) does or doesn't do, it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. One thing to mention about Lawrence, he, even though the Jags won, they, they had to win defensively and Trevor. Lawrence was not not great in that that, against the Titans.
0: I mean, you could easily make the case that Josh Dobbs outplayed him after being signed off the street a couple (laughs) weeks before. So yeah, I, I was about to hit him with that, but. You know, Brian beat me to it. So anyway, um, I, I'll jump into mine. And uh, I'll start off by saying that I don't know if Lamar Jackson is going to play. If he does play, I do think he's under a lot of pressure. He has not succeeded a ton in the playoffs. I know he's coming off an injury, and it's maybe not fair to have a ton of expectations. But for a guy who's trying to make a, you know, $250 million in guarantees or whatever crazy number he's looking for, if he does go out there, there'll be a, some kind of expectation for him to look like a guy who deserves that kind of money. Uh, that being said I think that he's going to get some kind of big contract so I'm not as concerned about him and instead I'm going to go to a guy in a similar spot in the NFC that is Daniel Jones and he is not under contract for next year either and unlike Lamar Jackson he does not have a history of regular season success to back up being viewed as a big time franchise quarterback now I think that The Giants should pay him some type of contract to keep him around. I think that he's proven to be a very good quarterback under Brian Dable. Like, you know how things played out this season. Did not have a lot to work with and still took the Giants to a surprise playoff berth. But if he goes out and just plays horribly against the Vikings, then there's going to be much less of a reason to bring him back. So I think he's a guy who, you know, there are probably a few quarterbacks playing for their jobs, but I think he's one who... Has a reason to believe that if he plays well, he wins this game. That could be huge for his long term future in terms of getting like a legitimate contract and being able to secure a job as a Giants quarterback, at least going into 2023, if not further. But if he doesn't play well, like he plays really bad, then, you know, there's going to be, you know, a lot of unforgiving Giants fans. And I think that, you know, they'll have to do a serious evaluation over whether or not he is truly the guy.
2: Yeah, that's a great answer, and that's a beatable defense, too, even if he's not the oh, greatest Oh, yeah, Vikings is not a great defense. No. So,
0: Yep. So, anyway, with that, let's go through wild card weekend predictions. So, we'll start Saturday, 430, 49ers Seahawks, and I know it's they say it's tough to beat a team twice or three times in one season, but are either of you p- picking Seattle in this one?
1: I wanted to. I really wanted to. I like, I I, I think the Geno Smith 2022 story is, is fun, but I mean, no, I'm not picking. Like I say, it's, you know, I sure talk about experience, Geno Smith versus Brock Purdy.
2: Uh, no, I'm not taking the Seahawks. I think, I think it could be a close game. Maybe, maybe a touchdown game. Uh, I, I, I think the Seahawks
1: could win, but I'm not picking them.
2: I'm not picking the Seahawks either. Uh, <laughs> even though, like you said, Kenny, the Geno Smith story has been fun. You know what would have been more fun? Is if uh, they did not beat Detroit in the regular season, and Detroit was the one that got the 7th seed and and uh, yeah, was playing in this matchup. I, just something to get off my chest, because I, I hate that the Seahawks playoffs, <laughs> and the Lions did not, especially with the way that game turned out. Uh, beating the Packers, uh, inject that game into my veins. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed that immensely. But anyway, yeah. Um, now that I got that off my chest, uh, the Niners. Uh, I, I, I'm i going to take the Niners. But I think it could be entertaining. I think, I think uh, Seahawks can put up some points, but definitely going to take the Niners.
0: Yeah, I mean, Seahawks were a great story this year. They just cannot compete with the Niners based on the two games they played during the regular season. And... I don't think this is going to be all that close. I think the Niners will win this one by multiple scores. It's a 10-point line for a reason, and um, I think San Francisco is going to really kind of establish themselves early on with this win. So let's move on to Saturday night. Kenny, do you like your Jaguars against the Chargers? Oh, my. Well, okay, so I've
1: said so many times that I'm biased, and I am biased. And I'm my, my pick is biased because I am taking the Jaguars, and – to be fair, if I removed all bias from it, I think I would take the Chargers. I I do think that I would pick them if I just could completely remove myself from it. But I don't think it's a stretch to pick the Jaguars. And it's, you know, it's if it were if it if I didn't think it was going to be close, if I thought the Jaguars had no chance, I wouldn't pick them. You know, I I pick every game through the season and I don't pick the Jaguars every week because that would be silly. But when it's this close, when I when I feel like they really, really, really can win it, yeah, I have to take the Jaguars. I I I think they can pull it off. The game could go either way. I I, I hope and expect it's going to be close, and that the Jaguars don't collapse. Um, I, I yeah, I, I'm taking them. I'm taking them to win.
2: I think it's entirely possible that Jacksonville can win this game. Like we mentioned earlier, they blew the Chargers out earlier in the regular season. Even though again the Chargers are shorthanded, still like, right the way. The fact that it was a blowout uh, road win for the for the Jags, it, that's that that shows something. So it it definitely it certainly could be a game. I think it will be a game. I think it'll come down to the end. I'm gonna obviously pick the Chargers. Uh, I, I just think I think they're better in all three phases of the game. I think they have the better quarterback, and uh, I I I think their pass defense. Yes, the competition hasn't been great, but I I do think defensively they're they're. I think their pass defense has been much better of late. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the the Chargers.
0: So I think the Chargers should win this game, but I'm taking the Jacks. I think the Chargers are going to find a way to charge. I totally it. see and, that, yeah. <laughs> I would not be surprised if, you know, this turns out to be Brandon silly's yeah, last who, game as a coach.
2: I, I, can't, <laughs> I don't want to say I hope it is, but if they lose, I hope it is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, let's shift to Sunday, 1 o'clock, Bills-Dolphins. So, Brian, earlier you said you uh, would have hated if the Seals made the playoffs. I assume it's because you had been robbed of a great showdown between Skylar Thompson and Josh Allen, and you're very excited about this one. <laughs>
2: The odds of Skylar Thompson going on the road and leading the Dolphins to victory are the same as me winning the lottery. No, they're not. <laughs> you don't know statistics. You think that's true? Sure, yeah. But Skylar Thompson absolutely sucks at football. That's why I believe. That's why I believe they are the same odds. I know they're not statistically the same. I, obviously, the Dolphins have a better chance of winning than me winning yeah. the lottery, but. That's how I view Skylar Thompson. He absolutely sucks, and I I think this will be a blowout, kind of like uh, a game we'll talk about later.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought um, I thought that uh, Skylar Thompson was okay against the Jets, but he needs to score. He scored, he
2: scored eleven points. points. <laughs> yeah, nine. One of them was offense, a garbage so. safety and three <laughs> field goals. So. No, he didn't the kill the defense, Dolphins. But... He
0: just didn't do a lot to to help them out. He just he... did enough to outplay Joe Flacco.
2: Yeah, which is just, we're not going to cut it versus Josh Allen <laughs> and Buffalo. So yeah, uh, uh, I think they're going to lose by several, several touchdowns in this game. So I, yeah, give me Buffalo. I,
1: it's it's tough to say, but I think if Tua were playing, I might pick the Dolphins, honestly. I Really? You know, and it's... It, and I don't like the Dolphins at all, but I I I I I want to see the Bills taken down. So once again, I'm biased, but I think it would be I think it would be a, a good matchup. I think it would be a good uh, game. With
2: yeah, Kula. I, I but would Tua agree. Tua put up they, a fight against. They played, them a yeah, couple weeks they, yeah. Ago. they put up a fight against so. them a few weeks ago in the snow, which is something Miami. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't
0: snowing at the time. It was very
2: yeah. There was yeah. reported to be snow, but there wasn't yeah. much uh-huh. snow. But
0: no, I mean it's not
1: Tua, so it's not the Dolphins. No way.
0: Yeah, no, I'm. I'm also taking the Bills, uh, regardless of who is playing quarterback. They've lost nine like
2: straight games, uh, in below 40 degree temperature. The Dolphins.
0: That's crazy. <laughs> really. Yeah. Huh. All right. Um, then the the Sunday 4:30 game, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings against Daniel Jones and the Giants. We haven't talked a lot about the Vikings, but you guys think they can at least win one game?
2: Yeah. So I don't blame anyone for taking the upset and picking the giants because minnesota even though they are 13 and 14 they are probably not they're, they're not the best 13 and 14 we've seen they, they definitely have they, they definitely have holes on their team especially defensively uh i'm still gonna go with minnesota because i don't it's just i don't love the giants uh, the giants they're not they don't really have a playoff roster it's kind of amazing that they've gotten this far uh but I, but again the it certainly could be an upset. We we saw these two teams play each other again just a few weeks ago and the Giants almost pulled off the upset. And I guess another thing is if Minnesota were to lose, they had to be blown out, right? Because anytime it's a close game, they win. But any time anytime they lose, they get they lose by like five touchdowns. So
0: Yeah, I mean uh, Detroit was eleven, but yes, I, I understand that. Right. Uh, most of their games are are really not pretty much close all, all. one
2: score games for Minnesota. So that's what I'm gonna go with. Minnesota but a one score game, like probably by a field goal.
1: I, you know, I, I'm sure, I'm sure that you're right, Brian, and that people should be worried about Minnesota, but I, I just, I, I've, I, people have been so down on them. I feel like for a team thir- that ended the season 13 and four, sure. They haven't really had the opportunity to play and show up against really good teams, but I just think that people aren't giving them enough credit. I don't think that this is going to be a close game to be, to be completely honest. And I think that the Vikings should win this one pretty handily uh and and i would even say they could win a second game i'm not gonna get too ahead of myself and you know i don't think that they're a great team but it just feels like people have been really down on them for a three seed like i say we talked about the 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 chiefs the bills and the Bengals, like they're all in the same in the same league and then we talked about the uh the eagles and the 49ers and forgot about the vikings and you know, certainly they're, they're below the Eagles and the 49ers, but I don't, I don't think, think that they're, do you think the hate team. has gone too far? For I think, yeah, I think people are really down on them and, and I don't know. I don't think that, I don't think that this, I don't think that they're going far in the playoffs, but I think that this game should be pretty easy for them to be totally honest.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna give uh, some really hard hitting analysis here and say if this game is at noon, I'd pick the Vikings. But it's at 3:30 Central Time, so <laughs> give me give me Daniel Jones, Brian Dable, and New York Giants, <laughs> Kirk Cousins. You know he's a new nightmare, but he you know we have not seen him play well in that uh, 4:30 time slot. So I'm, I think uh, that's you know, silly, Corey. <laughs>
2: I think it's actually <laughs> it's a great silly because I mean they played one o'clock games. You don't want to mess with Kirk, but anything later. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: They- you know, I think it's funny, like things like that. To me, they're they're nonsense. But then, once they become a thing, they're not nonsense because you know Kirk Cousins <laughs> uh, is thinking about that now. You oh know? yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, these two teams just met a few weeks ago, and it took a fifty-eight yard field yeah. goal, yeah, or sixty-one. It was like some crazy long, long field goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I think the Giants can get revenge. I mean, I've been on back and forth on the Vikings. All year in terms of whether or not I take them somewhat seriously or not seriously at all, but um, I'll at least be different and go with New York.
2: It's funny that so. I was really high on the Vikings, and if you told me that they'd be thirteen and four, it's like, oh wow, great! But <laughs> but the way they've <laughs> yeah, looked, you said especially of late, just yeah. I, I definitely have my doubts about. You how. said
0: uh, they're they're not the best thirteen and four team. Given we've only seen like six thirteen and four teams in uh, the sure, years, I guess, thirteen wins. I'd argue they're the worst. Thirteen <laughs> the wins. How about work. that? <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> I think I I think that I would have less expe- less expectations of the Vikings, but because people have been so down on them, I'm retaliating by being really
2: high on them. Um they do have an offensive not. player of the year candidate, Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've I think there'll be a lot of points. Mm-hmm. I think this will be the highest scoring game. Uh I I could see it being like kind of like the last game where it's like 27-24. Yeah. Something like that.
0: Yeah. All right, and then Sunday night football: Bengals Ravens. At this time, we don't know who's playing quarterback for Baltimore. Could be Lamar Jackson, could be Anthony Brown. Uh, but I have a feeling that it doesn't necessarily no, matter. I, I don't think it'll matter prediction. who
2: plays. Uh, if if Lamar plays, I think it'll be a better game. I I hate that this game is the Sunday night game. Uh, I wish they put it on a different time slot because I don't think it'll be. I, I don't think it'll be that close of a game, and and if and if Lamar doesn't play, I don't. I really don't think it'll be that close of a game. So yeah, give me, give me Cincinnati uh, for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even have a lot to say about this game. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be much of a game. Uh, I, if it's not clear, I'm, I think the Bengals will win.
0: <laughs> Week 18 it was 27, 16. It's closer than I thought. I think yeah. the Bengals made some, mistakes in that one like they had some missed opportunities i I think they'll kind of correct themselves i do hope lamar plays and we get to see a more exciting matchup but regardless I, i do think cincinnati pulls this one out all right then finally monday night football tampa dallas cowboys have never beat tom brady i have a hard time believing that at least kenny thinks that they're going to this this time around
2: and go bucks go uh no i'm I'm definitely picking tampa <laughs> the, the cowboys like you said they haven't been uh they haven't been tom brady like ever and and then and especially and i'm definitely taking tampa in the playoffs too uh when you factor in tom brady's playoff success and dallas's playoff success and the 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 Cowboys have never won a road playoff game in our lifetime. It's been 30 years since that happened, and that's
0: crazy. Wow, yeah, I haven't even thought about that.
2: And they, you know, they they do have they they're very talented with with the pieces that they have with Pollard and Lamb and Dak, and and then their defense with Parsons, who's a defensive player of the year candidate. But I I don't I don't trust them. I I just don't. I, that's just really what it comes down to. And I definitely yes, Tampa has looked terrible this year at times and had a losing record, but I, I have more faith in the Bucks than the Cowboys, even if uh this the record season didn't show otherwise show that uh I think I'm I'm picking Tampa.
1: Yeah, Corey, your analysis was correct. Uh I think this will be close, possibly a one score game, but I don't I'm not betting against Tom Brady. Have I not made that clear by now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean I think this one can go either way. I wanna believe in Dallas and you know I I feel like they have looked like a very good football team a lot of times throughout the season and the Bucks have not looked like a very good football team they, they played well in week 17 so they, they certainly have some momentum going into this one I'll you know go with a different pick again just to add some variety and say Dallas but definitely not confident about that one so finally let's give our Super Bowl predictions who are the two teams we expect to meet when it's all said and done in Arizona.
2: I'll take the Bills and the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Do you want me to say the, the winner too or just No, nah, we, we're oh. not there yet. Oh. So. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we'll give up a Super Bowl prediction winner when the Super Bowl actually happens.
1: Okay. Um it's not surprising that one of the two teams I'm picking is the Buccaneers. Uh <laughs> the other team I'm gonna go with the Bengals. Uh, I I expect it's gonna be it's gonna be a a, a a tense game in my household where I'm rooting for Tom Brady and my girlfriend is rooting for Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, uh, I have I have a I have a winner prediction too, but I guess I guess I won't say it here.
0: I'll just come <laughs> back for the Super Bowl episode. Yeah, we did have you on for the Super Bowl preview last year. <laughs> um, but I, uh, my preseason Super Bowl prediction was Bills Niners, and I don't know that either team has given me a ton of reason astray from them. I do have my concerns with Brock Purdy, but I'm gonna trust that the Niners will find a way to continue to play great football like they have been for the last couple months, and I think this is finally year Buffalo survives Kansas City after already, you know, also beating the Bengals in the divisional round. Yeah, I mean, if I if I'd made
1: a prediction like that preseason. I would stick with it at this point.
0: Yeah, right. I mean when the two teams are two seeds, it's it's tough to stray too far from it. Yeah. Um okay, so let's move on now and let's talk about head coach firings. And normally we have a lot more to discuss at this point. We only had two at least through these first few days after the season with the Texans firing Lovey Smith and the Cardinals firing Cliff Kingsbury. Now we did have three openings already come up during the season, which is part of the reason why they're only two after the end of the year. Uh I don't know that either of these are super shocking, but I guess what are your reactions to uh, you know, the, these two decisions by Houston and Arizona?
2: Uh well for Houston, I, I look I mean, I don't I don't know what to think of Lovey Smith but I I do hate how Houston has handled the coaching decisions the last couple of years where they just bring in a guy and then just fire him after a year. I don't I don't like how you know, I'm, I don't wanna when it comes to Dave Cully, I think that's what his name was. And then Lovey Smith. Like, I don't know if they're great coaches by any means, but I I just hate how they've handled it. That's all. Uh, like stick with someone for more than a year. That's all I'll say. Uh, and then, and then for the other, de- the other decision for Cliff Kingsbury, oh, it's about time. Thank goodness. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> uh, that was only a matter of time. I felt like, and, and they were, and they were a good team last year. There was, they were, they were like what six and oh seven no at one point last year and then this year was a complete disaster and then kyler's already hurt and yeah it, it was about time for cliff kingsbury to go he's not he's not a good nfl head coach or even maybe just a head coach in general because he couldn't get anything out of he couldn't get any winning <laughs> yeah, success it's... with mahomes as his quarterback in college so yeah he, he's he's not a he's, he's not a great coach uh so i'm glad that finally happened
1: yeah, I agree with you about the Texans. It, it you know, sure, maybe sometimes there's reason to fire a coach after a year. See uh Urban Meyer in Jacksonville, but uh in general, yeah, like give give someone a chance. Like let them you know, come in and do see what they can do with a second season at least. Um but yeah, Cl- Cliff Kingsbury, it's uh what was his contract extended through 2027? yeah i thought it was wild at the time yeah Yeah. it's i don't know why i don't know what he had done to to earn that uh but certainly after this season that's that's a no-brainer um it it, i'm not necessarily surprised that it took this long because like you say brian last year i think they ended 11 and 6 at the end of it and sounds right you know so it's like sure let's see if next year's better and then next year was this year so yeah that's that was a no-brainer for them
0: yeah, I think with the Texans, in both of these cases with Cully and Smith, they're they're set up to fail. Like this, yeah, this Texans 100%. team is not very good, and I I don't think that Lovey Smith is a great head coach at this point in his career. But it just kind of felt like they were backed into a corner. Just promoted him as DC, and when they went three thirteen and one with that third win, costing them the number one overall pick in the draft, I think that was kind of a. <laughs> reason for for houston I, to make that move
2: i like that i like how it I ended for Houston. That. fourth and 20 fourth insane. and 20 they need yeah. and, and they converted and got a touchdown and they needed a two-point conversion and got it so i i like the i i kind of like the middle finger that uh yeah like he was <laughs> getting Smith fired anyway like there, where it's like oh well, to i'm gonna go get well. fired well how about you you don't get your first first overall pick well i <laughs> yeah.
1: think that that's also an example that i've heard people say before and, and i felt this way of you know, there's, there's always talk of teams tanking to get the number one pick, but the players don't want to lose, you know, the coach. No, I mean, David Mills have more of a, yeah. a a reason to want the loss, but the players don't want to
0: lose. Not if they're going to lose their job. Like, I don't think the coaches mm-hmm. do either. It's like the management yeah. and like fans and stuff that, but like in the NFL, like there's no guarantees, you know, it's, it's a sport with, that's very violent. You know, we've, we've seen that a lot, uh, with some injuries and stuff and you can't take anything for granted so yeah tanking in the nfl is just basically impossible um and it's just another proof uh, of that being the case and
2: I, I like that they still competed till the end even though oh
0: yeah uh-huh.
2: I, I I don't know i just i think there's good fortune in in teams that don't completely tank and and you know try their best but i, I will say though uh <laughs> uh i what the Jets did a couple of years ago—that might have uh, oh actually, that, that really been fire. so fired Greg like Williams right after I'm like all right, right maybe they should have just <laughs> tanked. Because, actually,
0: uh, no. Th- now that I I also say that like the Jets case, like I get it when they lost out on Trevor Lawrence, but like the team the Texans beat actually pulled off a tank the only way you can, and that's hiring a head coach who's. Not even close to being qualified to be an NFL head coach. And uh, they lost every game down the stretch, and now they're going to have a better draft pick because of it. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, Jeff Saturday hiring. It looked good for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So uh, anyway, in terms of Arizona, you guys talked about it. It was inevitable just the way that this team collapses year after year. I know in his uh, first season with, you know, Cliff and Kyler. they started three, three and one, ended up finishing five, 10 and one in 2020. I believe they started five and two through seven games, finished eight and eight. Last year, seven and oh, finished 11 and six. this year started three and four, finished four and 13. Uh, this is a team that looks great in September and October. just cannot get it together when the months get colder and the games become more more pressure packed and meaningful. Cliff is great at failing upwards, though. I think he's gonna end up getting a job at Alabama, maybe as their offensive coordinator to replace Bill O'Brien, going to New England, and yeah, uh, he'll make him look. Saban will make him look good enough for a couple of years that he'll end up getting like a big time job in the SEC or Big Twelve. And no, once again, Cliff Kingsbury, the hottest name in coaching. Oh, I so. could
2: easily see that happening too.
0: Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. uh, it almost feels inevitable with the way his career has turned out. So. Um, I guess any surprises in terms of jobs that uh, did not open up to you guys?
2: I can't think of anything.
1: Uh yeah, not off the top of my head.
0: Do you have something in my so query? I, yeah, I, I think the two, uh Washington, it kind of felt like, you know, Ron Rivera's time had kind of worn down by the end there
2: i think the players like ron rivera a lot but i will say not knowing that you were gonna get eliminated (laughs) if you lost that game and if another team won that that's pretty bad (laughs) to not know that you're gonna get Uh eliminated
0: (laughs) yeah and he it's amazing like his his overall career winning percentage is like 519 but he's only had three winning seasons in 12 years or something like wow. that. Like, that 15-in-1 year is carrying a lot yeah. of weight with his, <laughs> his career. Um, and then the other one, I think New Orleans with, you know, Dennis Allen. I don't right. know if they just played well yeah. enough down the stretch, but I also feel like the Saints are like, let's only get rid of him if Sean Payton says he wants to come back. Then I, I think that would change things. So looking, um, looking at other
2: teams that I think should have a, a different head coach – i i i don't like arthur smith uh, i i think the falcons suck and and he has something to do with it with just how they always constantly run the ball and never never push the ball down i the think field that's ever. more of a fantasy that's part of it that's definitely biased towards that but i i still hate the way they play I, but uh uh who there's another you know what the Look, I like McDaniel's, but there were some losses this year. It's like, wow, you should be fired for for the way they lost, like losing to Jeff Saturday we just mentioned.
0: (laughs) Oh, they've had a ton of losses. Yeah, I mean the Raiders just they can't afford to. They can't. Yeah, no, that's why they can't. (laughs) Uh, I,
2: uh, I, I mean, I would still stick with them for another year, but I'm just saying that there were games that were were the pathetic uh, on the Raiders' part of losing, uh, where yeah, they'd be fireable offenses. The way
0: I think. Cleveland is another one. I was just about to say Cleveland is another one where,
2: yeah, like Cleveland. I think what what a what a horrible year for Watson. (laughs) Like like all the off field stuff, and then he comes back and he looks like that. Where he looks, he actually looks worse than. I mean, well, Jacoby was pretty good, but
0: yeah, he's the fact that you're getting all that money
2: and you're not even playing as well, better than the starting quarterback is pathetic.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I. I kind of want the the Browns to keep Safansky, but I think they would be very justified in getting rid of him. So, uh, I guess that being said, best and worst openings. Brian, we'll we'll start with you. What's your your best and worst? Also factoring in Denver, Indian, Carolina. Right. Who yeah. Opened up so, this year.
2: so I I don't like any of them. But if I'm going to pick one, I'll pick Carolina because I think that is a full clean slate of all of all the of all the openings. That's the cleanest slate that you can have where you're basically just starting from scratch. Um, so that's, I don't like any of them, but that is the one that I would pick Carolina. What about the worst? Uh, the worst. I mean, I probably, probably, probably Arizona. I, I just, it just Kyle Kyler Murray's annoying. That's, that's part of it. I don't <laughs> think the Carl's are going anywhere for a while now. And so if I had to pick one, that's the worst. Like, yeah, probably that. Cause the combination of, their team probably not going anywhere for a bit, with Kyler being out. But even when he's out there, he's he's he, he hasn't. Uh, I mean, yes, he's very talented and flashy player, but it doesn't translate into winning football games. And the rest of the team is just not not that great to begin with either. And so, if yeah, I'll, I'll say Arizona is the worst job of all. Although you could make a case for. You know, Houston, if they just fire you after a year, (laughs) but i like to think that Houston won't continue that trend and they're going to get a quarterback as well. So, so I'm going to go with Arizona as the worst job.
1: Um, I have a really stupid take, uh, that I'm going to say, I think potentially I agree, Brian, that none of them are particularly enticing, but maybe the best is, uh, the Houston Texans. Because like you say, I don't think that they're, you know, unless you give them reason, I don't think they're going to stick with their one and done uh, firing everyone after one year. And there's no expectations, you know, go in there and you tank. Yeah, the, you're, it's the Texans. I just, you know, what do you have to lose if I could go coach the Texans and we would lose <laughs> 17 games and no one would be surprised and it would be fine. I I just, and so I, I you know it's it's a, a bit facetious but I don't think that any of these are great options and the Texans it's it's kind of only upside you know you you do horribly yeah that's expected you manage to do well well that's that's impressive you know you win 5 games that's a great season you know <laughs> um uh, The the worst, the worst option, in my opinion, the least, the least attractive, uh, is the, is the Denver Broncos for several reasons. Uh, one, because you have to, you have to coach Russell Wilson, which no one wants to do that. Broncos country. (laughs) That's right. Uh. Uh, I, I genuinely like the Russell Wilson is, you know, I talked, I talked at the beginning of the season about how I, how I don't have faith in him. And I, I think that, uh at this point in his career, fraud might not be the right word, but he's not, he's not worth, he's not worth the headache. He's not worth the money. Um, plus you're in the, you're in the division with, with Patrick Mahomes and, and, uh, and the chargers. Uh, but you know, you're in the, you're in the same division as the chiefs. You have to play the chiefs twice a year and you have Russell Wilson. You know, I, no, thank you. I'd rather go coach the Texans. Thanks. <laughs>
2: You rather lose so, without any
1: expectations exactly. than lose with all the expectations
2: uh, uh, that that come with that job,
1: right? Yeah, like the, the the Broncos this year were humiliating the Texans. Yeah, they were the Texans.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. So I I think that this is an interesting one with these five teams because I think you could make arguments for positive for all of them, but they all have a ton of. negatives, too, that like you could really come up with different ways to stack them. For the best, I was between Carolina and Houston, though not necessarily for the reasons you guys (laughs) said. Kind of Houston in that I think you have the – you should have some job security, because I agree. I don't think that they're looking to hire someone to fire them after a year again. And you have the opportunity to draft a quarterback in number two overall. And, uh, you know, the, the roster has some pieces in place. I, I think, like, the fact that this team was as competitive as they were despite losing, especially down the stretch, is enough of a reason to buy into them. Carolina was even more competitive down the stretch. They almost made the playoffs after firing their coach through five weeks. They looked like a mess, but I think they have a ton of talent on both sides of the ball. They also need to get a quarterback. They're probably going to have to trade for someone, whether it's up in the draft or going out and getting a veteran guy. But I think that Carolina is slightly more appealing because their division does not look all that great it feels like this is a situation where not like start from scratch but you could come in take a lot of stuff there at a quarterback and you could make the playoffs in year one that was that was one thing I forgot long to mention term
2: about Carolina is that you could start at a year one and their division sucks and their division's gonna suck even more when bray's when Brady's not in the division anymore and so you could yeah you can start year one and Have a chance of actually making the playoffs. (laughs) So,
0: yeah, I mean that is part of the assumption. Um, You know, obviously if Brady comes back to Tampa, or as some people are speculating, goes to New Orleans with Sean Payton, um, then that would sort of change things. But still, I think Carolina proved that you know they, the pieces are there with the right head coach. I don't think Steve Wilkes is that guy, but I think the right head coach and then the right quarterback, Sam Darnold. Uh, that was a tough showing for him in, in week 18, 5 for 15, <laughs> 43 yards. Uh, I think that that that's a very appealing job. Now, I was really high about uh, you know Matt Rule coming in. Obviously, that didn't work out, so I'm not holding my breath that the Panthers are going to make this great hire, but I do think that is a very solid opportunity. When it comes to the worst. I was between the other three teams. You guys already talked about Arizona and Denver. I mean those are two teams that like I think if the right guy comes in you have a quarterback who has a history of being a pro bowler and winning yeah. games.
2: So so Kenny was lower on Denver. Like Denver for me it can go either way cuz yeah it could it could turn out like the way it turned out this year but Russell Wilson was actually pretty good in the last game or two this year. Yeah, he played but well <laughs> those last couple of games. Obviously he was a complete disaster for most of the season and <laughs> uh-huh. they have a they have plenty of talent. Uh, so that's that's one where if you can, yeah, you know you, you have a right great guy and you can fix that situation, it could turn around for them and they could be a, a playoff team and yeah, and show what
0: the Arizona. I mean, if. I think Arizona is more about who they hire than being a great opening, but you know, Kyler Murray is a fun player. He can do a lot of great things. I think someone, you know, obviously when he's healthy and we'll see what that means in 2023, I I think there could be something there, but that's, that to me is a start fresh type of position and be able to do what you want with it. Um, So that just leaves the Colts and the Colts don't have an established quarterback. They might be able to get a guy, but I don't know. I think that the way things played out for them, 2022 coming in with a ton of expectations, like it just, doesn't feel like that's a great spot to be right now. There's not really a whole lot going for them. Like maybe there's some opportunities if they have a good off season, but I don't know. And yeah, like the, cult- the way that the Frank Reich era ended, like in Jim Ursay being the owner, like it's a bit of a sketchy situation. Yeah, the, the
2: Colts are low on my list. I mean, they all are. I don't like any of these situations, uh, but yeah, the Colts, the Colts weren't high on on out of, out of these teams. They they were still on the lower end because yeah, the way that ended with Frank Reich. Even though, yeah, he wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't great for Indy, but just the way it panned out, where you fire him and they bring in Jeff Saturday, who's never coached in the NFL ever, uh-huh. and yeah, you have to deal with Jim Irsay and and then and then uh, Ballard, their GM. You have to. He has more control over the roster. Like, I mean,
0: yeah, and he could be a lame duck GM as well. So that that could be a tough spot if you know they if he hires you and gets fired a year later. Yeah, I I don't don't think that's a great situation
2: no matter what. Like, whether they bring Mm -hmm. in a... No matter what happens, whether they bring in Derek Carr or if they draft Stroud or whatever, like, it's still not an appealing situation, really.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess, no, what at least the way that I see it is, you know, of all those jobs, you can kind of make a case for one being worse than the other. If Sean McVay leaves the Rams, that instantly becomes the worst opening oh right?
2: yeah oh yeah I, sean mcveigh is he is a good coach offensive mind but i do hate that yeah they traded all those picks probably because you're not gonna you're just he's like if he's not gonna be he's here gonna for the rebuild off, it, not be just, there for the rebuild yeah. like, that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of lame on his part then
0: yeah and it they could leave the door open that you know if a new coach comes in and starts to turn things around a little, they just bring back McVeigh and throw you to the curb before you can really enjoy the the successes again. Yeah.
2: So that, yeah, I forgot about that situation, but yeah, that's, 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 that's that's lame. (laughs) Just trading all those picks and and then just like, Oh, I'm out of here. We're not good anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right, so that will do it for the NFL now. Uh, we'll, of course, react to all those games from this weekend and more throughout the rest of January and into February. For now, let's react to the final college football playoff game. And, uh, you know, Brian, you you called it. I convinced myself that TCU would put up a fight in this one, and they did the exact opposite. Sixty-five to seven, Georgia back-to-back champs.
2: I didn't watch a single second of that game. <laughs> I just saw your text, you and I'm like, "All right, that's that's all I need to know."
0: <laughs> yeah, so I, I texted you with eleven minutes to go in the first quarter, yeah. mostly like as a joke, but like No, with but that's started, my joke.
2: Like, I love that you texted yeah, no, me. No, like to try to turn it around. I know I hadn't. <laughs> I, I've never done that so before. It was a to give to all, folks. To give context yeah. to Kenny and and people listening. Anytime I want a reverse jinx, (laughs) anytime uh the team I want winning is losing and I think it's over, uh I I text Corey and and a couple other people the that's all folks (laughs) picture from Looney Tunes playing Looney Tunes. Uh (laughs) And more times than not, it works. (laughs) It Uh, does, yeah. It has a
0: very, very good uh track record. It
2: actually has a good track record. Uh Believe it or not, but uh, so I loved it when Corey texted me that, and I wasn't even watching. But yeah, that was just a that was a total waste of time. That was that was men versus boys. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that game, and are, so Corey, question: Are they expanding the playoff next year, or is it?
0: No, I think two years. Okay, from now. I, I want next it now. Year is the last <laughs> <it has> <laughs> before? I agree. Because yeah.
2: If you don't expand it now, I, I'm not. Look, like that's what you get. Like the what happened uh, with with that matchup if you explain the if you expand the playoffs you'll have a less likely chance of a game like that happening and you have a more likely likelier chance of getting real opponents like two opponents in the national championship game where if you expanded the playoffs now you would have Alabama and USC and and and, and whatever like you have Tennessee Yeah, Tennessee, Clemson. Yeah, Tennessee, Clemson. Yeah. Like you have more actual real teams that have a real shot and and that 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 was just pathetic, like the way that that turned out.
1: Yeah, I, I don't really follow or watch college football. I did watch the highlights at two times speed. Uh, I don't know why, you know, I already knew how the <laughs> game went, uh, yeah. but I figured I should I figured I should check it out, uh, given that I was coming on here. Uh, TCU's touchdown drive was kind of fun. You know, it was early. I started to it.
0: buy in when that happened. Yeah, it so was a good drive. Yeah. It was ten to seven. It's crazy right. to think about in this game. <laughs> yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not really. You know. Not really a good a good argument here for for watching college football. You know, it's something that I've, in in years past, been like, yeah, you know, I should get more into it. Know who's coming up to the NFL. You know, they play on Saturdays, and I can can watch that when the you know when when the NFL is not on. But then, if if the game is like this, I don't even care. And you know, obviously, not all college football is like this. But that just that just wasn't... any
2: football, any football that's that big of a blowout, you right. you, you tune out.
1: Yeah, 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 and, and you know, I, I, I don't catch uh, a ton of NFL games outside of, outside of my teams. But I I watch quite a few, uh, quite a bit of highlights. Um, I do enjoy watching, you know, I can check scores and everything, but that doesn't give you the whole picture. So I, I try to watch as many games as I can via highlights. Uh, and it's, it's still entertaining, you know, watching, just, just watching things play out with, with, with everything that's, you know, quote unquote, not important cut out. Um, that game was not fun to watch at all. They could have just, they could have put up the highlight video and then just had it be, just had it be the scoreboard. And then I would have known I didn't have to watch anything. Um, although I already knew I didn't have to watch, and I did, so that's that's the sacrifice I made for he's done it.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, yeah, no. So I think that a lot of people are upset with the committee for letting in TCU. I think you should be upset with Michigan for losing to them. I mean, t- Michigan was like an eight point favorite I think over TCU like that should have been the go out and beat them and they just kept turning the ball over multiple pick sixes they let TCU go on these like big drives and we got two super entertaining semi-finals games out of it but it also just led to the possibility of a game like this in the championship
2: yeah exactly so. what I thought would happen uh after those two games but no I'm, I'm with you Corey that like, I'm like I'm not really a college football fan like just like Kenny but I'll tune into the the college football playoff, and I don't th- I don't think it was the wrong decision to put TCU in, even though yes they're in a weaker conference and and all that. But I thought talent wise they they, they, they don't think have they the deserve to be in the final like four or like the the, uh-huh. the playoff. Yeah, so I, I agree with you that I'd be more mad at Michigan for not winning that game, <laughs> uh, than because they should have taken care of business. But yeah, they turned the ball over way too much and and cost them. So. So I'm with you on that.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of people want to say like, "Oh, this team would have given a better game. This team would have given a better yeah, game." Like, Alabama yeah, Alabama would have probably. would have
2: given a better game than, than, than TCU did in the championship. But I, but they, they weren't but, winning. Like Georgia yeah, was, they, was easily the best team. Yes, on paper they're a better team, but the 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 way the year's plan uh, panned out for for them, like they, I don't think they deserve to. They yeah, they were the f- the the first team out. Like they're the five seed, but. I think they deserve to not be in the playoff. Uh, with yeah, they didn't deserve loss. a the losses they had on and, that and field. Even and, even though they had two losses, they could have had more. Honestly, so yeah,
0: they Alabama is not a great team this year, and uh, yeah, Georgia is. I don't want to say they're the new Alabama just because of back to back titles, but like they are looking like they could be that team that like they just <laughs> take over.
2: <laughs> uh, one one takeaway I have is I love how uh, David uh, Paul – Paul, David Pollack. David yeah. Pollack. He, he yeah. uh, halftime, he just said, Oh man, George is taking over college football. And, and he's like three feet right, away from Nick Saban.
0: Yeah, right in Nick Saban's face. <laughs> right in his uh, face.
2: Yeah, that was funny.
0: Yeah no that's the motivation that Nick Saban probably needs but I mean Alabama's losing Bryce Young and Will Anderson Jr. I know that they're gonna have talent to replace Georgia lost what 15 guys or something crazy and they were just as good if not better this year and we know they're bringing back Brock Bowers who's just like he's in in theory could be like one of the best tight ends we see just like how talented he is um and they'll need a new quarterback. And uh, I mean, Setson Bennett. Like, there's lots of jokes about him being 25 and everything. And like, but it, and, he, and he looks like what's his
2: name, Screech from Save by the Bell.
0: <laughs> True. Yeah. But I, <laughs> he he was awesome in this game, and I, I think it's is really cool. Um, you know, like I've grown to appreciate this guy. Uh, and you know, he definitely put on a show in this game. And I'll say he he secured an opportunity. In the
2: yeah, NFL. I I remember last year when they won it all. Like, yeah, even though they won it all, I'm thinking to myself, like, this dude is not going to be in the NFL. (laughs) Like, it's just the Uh team around him. And I still kind of believe that there's the team's success is this, their success has way more to do with what's around him than him himself. But I think for sure he's played uh, down the stretch. I think he'll get an opportunity, whether he's a, a very late round pick or undrafted.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also a question of whether he gets a shot to play quarterback or if so you're going to be a slot receiver. Which I mean, he's he's fast. He has a lot of speed. He was able to like run in untouched on touchdowns on multiple occasions. So I do think he has some kind of future. So so you know, Brady Brock Edelman Verdy effect. I think Brady yeah, Edelman right? will kind be Mac
2: Jones to Stetson Bennett. To, yeah, percent. I mean
0: maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, Brock Purdy, I think, has kind of shown that, you know, quarterbacks from college who play a lot, they get a lot of experience. Uh, they can have some success in the NFL compared to some of those guys who are just one-year wonders and they don't have the same kind of, you know, development history. So maybe that provides Bennett some opportunities at QB, but I, I do think at the very least, like, teams are going to be like, okay, let's let's take a shot on this kid and see if we can find something here. So. Georgia, they're the favorite going into next year. Um, You know, we'll see. (laughs) Winning three straight college championships sounds crazy given, you know, all the turnover in sport, especially these days with the transfer portal and everything. But uh, there's certainly very much a possibility to pull it off. So, anyway, that's uh, it for college football. Probably for the next. 8 months or so until the season starts and uh let's get ready to finally wrap this one up with our top 5 and as we mentioned at the top of the show we have Kenny on as a guest Kenny loves pizza and of course Kenny knows that it's National Pizza Week and uh because of that we're going to count down our favorite national pizza chains in today's top 5
1: not 2 not 3 not 4 top 5 top 5 top 5
0: so Brian, I know you shut down the original toppings topic. That's we'll because this is a better you... topic.
2: No, it's <laughs> <We'll> not. Still... <laughs> no
0: it's not. Yeah. I yeah. We'll we'll still let you get started here. Wait,
2: so wait, hold on. So like 2 to 1 and I I lost but we still did the chains. What, you yeah, said you I mean, couldn't
0: I, come up with 5. I, could, yeah. <laughs> I I
2: I sent another text saying yeah, I could probably do 5 but my list wouldn't be that great. I you also said
0: uh, that you thought yeah, you also thought that uh, chains was a better topic, yeah. so you kind of can I don't me. agree. Brian, look at our... You know what? I'll
3: Should say we just restart later. this? I'll, how about I come <laughs> no, up with a no, list right fine, now? And just...
0: No, no, let's
2: go for it. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Number five will be a choice that probably no one will agree with, especially since most people aren't in New England. Uh, and I, I just think Papa Gino's got a lot of gets a lot of hate and i think it was an underrated i think it's an underrated pizza chain and i uh, i i like their pizza definitely more than the average person i think it gets too much hate and uh it was a place that when i went to a lot as a kid uh, after soccer or baseball games or practices a lot with yeah i feel like
0: that was like the most common time i went as well yeah as like after sports games yeah
2: that's that's definitely the time where i went the most and and i I just think it gets too much hate, and I, I I like the, I, I love the cheese pizza there. I think it's great, and, uh, and I, I even had their pasta at times too. Like it's it's not there isn't that much variety uh, on their menu, but but I do like their pasta as well. I I would have it.
0: I loved their kids buttered noodles as a kid. <laughs> that was what I always got. I don't know if I ever got pizza there, but that that was always my go-to.
2: Yeah. So uh, I. Yeah. So that's why I have it as number five. Just. Some sort of nostalgia going there a lot as a kid uh, after baseball and and, uh, and ba- baseball and soccer games.
1: Shocking, Brian, that you said you love their cheese pizza. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, I didn't mean <laughs> to make a comment. Tell us like, your favorite, your top five places to get cheese pizza yeah. after uh, the, the no toppings thing. <laughs> I will say, uh, Brian, you're wrong. Uh, Papagino's
1: is not good. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, I don't like the tomato chunks in their tomato sauce.
2: So that's why I left Bertucci's um, out, even like so that so to give uh t- you know to to show the listeners that uh we we uh, we went to Bertucci's a week or we two did. ago and did. I liked their pizza, but I didn't think it was worth putting their top 5 because their their the tomato chunks in the in their pizza is is too much for me. But like so that's Campagino's. why I left Bertucci's out even though I think that's another place that gets yeah. too much hate. Uh,
1: okay. For my number five, I said onions. Uh, I like white onions diced. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't love red onions. I don't like the aftertaste, but white onions and especially diced. Very good on pizza. Uh, that's, that's the end of that bit. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to just do top five toppings. <laughs> uh, number five for my, for my pizza place. Honestly, a bit of a stretch for me. Uh, I said, I said, California pizza kitchen. Um, it's good. I like it. But the thing is the, the rest of my top five, I feel pretty strongly about. And then otherwise I like local places in general more than chains and, and to sort of give a bit of a, uh, dishonorable mention, quick little list. Like you know, you have like, well, Little Caesars and CeCe's I haven't tried, but then you have like Papa John's. I don't like Papa Gino's. I don't like, I don't like, I don't like Papa's. Uh, and and I'm not going to like fire off on the list, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of pizza chains that I think are subpar. And yes, I would still eat them except for Papa John's uh, because it's pizza. But, but overall, and there's like middle of the road things like Brian mentioned Bertucci's or there's Uno where it's, it's fine. Uh, but for me, Honestly, for for pizza chains, I kind of ended up with a top four, and California Pizza Kitchen for me is just just enough above uh, above the others that I, that I squeezed it in at number five. Uh, number five.
2: Let me just say that now that you mention it, I have a strong top four, and and Papa yeah. Gino's was was like a clear fifth on my list. I just wanted to mention well, that's good to hear that the rest on your list. list.
1: Glad the rest of your list isn't going to be Papa Gino's level. I don't harbor any resentment, Brian. I'm not upset, Brian.
2: Uh it sounds like you <laughs> do have some resentment still. <laughs>
0: yeah, well uh if if we ever have an episode of just me and Kenny, then, I mean National <laughs> Pizza Day is February 9th, it's National February Pizza 9th. Month is in October. So, is? Yeah, so, so we'll do toppings
2: then. Great. Problem yeah. solved. <laughs> Start uh, your list now, Brian. You have until October.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um. So, I guess before we get into this, I do want to give an honorable mention that would have been my number one, but I didn't feel right to put it on my list. That's Frank Pepe's. Uh, it's Neapolitan oh, style pizza. I didn't even think about Frank Pepe's. There are only 15 locations in seven states, most of which are in Connecticut. So, like, I wanted to go at least somewhat national with mine and not do reasonable choices, especially when there's only 15 of them versus others that are, at least you have like a hundred of them throughout certain regions. So I left them off, but I will say they would have been my number one. I love Neapolitan Margarita. That's probably my like overall favorite pizza just in terms of it. I know it's gonna be consistent. I know I'm going to like it, you know, whether I've had it before or not. And Frank Pep is my favorite of that. Uh, but anyway, I agree with your sentiment about having a clear top four Uh, but my number five, I went with Marco's pizza and I did look it up. They do have a couple locations in the Boston area. Kenny, I think you said before you've never heard of this one, Yeah. but, uh, so I, I've only had it like a couple handful of times. Most of the time was in Williams Bryce stadium coming out of a tailgate beginning of game. I need some food in the stands and I would get, our pizza which was marco's pizza and be like oh i really enjoy this but i'm also in a condition where any pizza is gonna taste good to me uh but anytime i've had it just like i've never ordered it myself but just happened to be like with people who decided to get it i'm always pleasantly surprised by it i never think about getting it it just doesn't really resonate with me as well as some of the other takeout chain pizza restaurants but i always like marco's and i thought that it uh, deserved a spot at number five, also because I thought it would be a unique enough answer to give a little bit of variety to this list.
1: Yeah, Corey, just to just to touch on Frank Pepe's, I did not even think about them. I've only had their pizza a couple times, but I probably would have thrown it at number four if I'd thought of it. I uh, would not have considered that it is not uh, as big of a chain. I didn't really know that. Yeah, uh, I mean, if
0: if you put it on your list, I would have just put it on mine and yeah, ran yeah. with it. But you know, I decided to to hold it off. So.
2: All right. So for mine number four, I went with Pizza Hut and I think, I think they have very solid pizza. Uh, I used to get it a lot, uh, when I was younger and you, you know, the, the BJ's store, uh, they, there was always a, mm-hmm. there's a food court and they used to have the Pizza Hut there and I would always good Pizza Hut Express after shopping at BJ's with, with family. And, and I think they have very solid pizza, uh, and another thing is we used to go after flag football <laughs> yes we did uh which was definitely fun uh i think what does it for me with pizza hut is even though i they have very solid pizza i think uh the variety uh of what they have is is great because uh you can also get like the pasta on the sides and also another thing is there's also a variety in their pizza too where you can they're one of the few places that like they have all kinds of crust where you can like stuff have, uh, stuffed cheesy crust and 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 yeah, there's just plenty of things to get uh, at Pizza Hut and it's definitely a great place to have pizza. And the few times we went, Corey, I I thought they also had great service too. That's just a random thing to mention, but yeah, so I've 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 enjoyed I enjoyed it there a few times we've gone. <sighs>
1: As much as I hate to agree with Brian, <laughs> I also have Pizza Hut at my number four. Uh, I think I think it was I I hadn't had uh, a proper Pizza Hut pizza until I think 2016, which is shocking if you know me. Um, but I'd only been to Pizza Hut for their lunch buffet in high school. I used yeah, to go with buffet. people or college yeah. maybe.
0: Yeah, the, high school. You probably went with us for flag football once. Please. Yeah, probably.
1: But so they're they're they're. they're their lunch buffet pizza is trash. You know, it's, it's they're they're not putting a lot of effort in seemingly, and you know, I'm not trying to to bash. It's a great the, deal the for a reason. So. Yeah, the, uh, the 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 it was like six dollars or something for all you can eat pizza. It wasn't no. great pizza. It was fine. No, like it was still pizza. the dessert
0: pizza was the highlight. Right, like the the cinnamon apple stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, but the the, the like the cheese pizza that I would get there, it it wasn't good and like I say, it was still pizza. It was a great deal. I I was never upset to go, but I was like, oh yeah, it's this crappy pizza place. That's fine. You know, it's still pizza. And then I had a friend who wanted to go to pizza Hut, and she was like, yeah, I really like pizza hut. And I was like, whatever, I'll go with you, but it's not good. And I got a pizza off the menu and it was very good. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, and I agree, Brian stuffed, stuffed crust, stuffed cheese crust is massively underrated. I don't understand why more places don't offer it. Uh, I have a friend who makes pizza and he, and he not for like a living, but he makes pizza, uh, quite often at home. And he said, it's hard, but I know I, during lockdown at the beginning of COVID, I, I got one of the build your own pizza kits from a different pizza place. And, um, I made stuffed crust and it was fine. You know, I don't, I don't think it was that hard. So I don't really know why it's not available in more places. And it's, it's so good.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: that,
1: that alone. I,
0: is I love, yeah. yeah Pizza the, Hut. The they're, crust, they're good at the stuffed crust. The
2: stuffed crust. And I'll admit, I, I'm someone that I like to search for value at, at food places. And so like we mentioned with <laughs> the buffet. Yeah. <laughs> like I love uh, just packing all the, my plate with a bunch of food and only paying a, a certain amount for it. And so, That's what also does it for me with Pizza Hut.
0: Yeah. I mean, if we did, if I did my list based on like restaurant menu as a whole and just experience and stuff, Pizza Hut would definitely be my top five. I'm not as big of a fan of their pizza specifically. I love their pasta. I had great memories of going (laughs) to their buffet, but. Or you're just doing um, a top
1: five pasta list right now.
0: Yeah, you're right. I basically am. I, that's my reaction to your places. It's like, oh, I love getting pasta at those places. It's not a huge yeah, pizza. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that, that's why they're not on my list and just narrowly missed. I, mean, I think that their pizza is fine. I, I've i had some solid ones, especially with a stuff cross, but doesn't quite make my list. Um instead number four is another one that I'd be surprised if either of you have heard of, and that is Hungry Howie's. And this is one that is national uh, but I've only had it in North Carolina. I haven't seen it in South Carolina, uh, at least in Columbia, South Carolina specifically. But I love Hungry Howies, and overall the pizza is okay. But the thing that stands out is you have like eight or nine different options to add to this to the crust, so you can add like garlic and cheese and herbs and like a ranch thing and um like they they have like a cajun a ton of different options to like just really spice up the crust you know as i'm eating the pizza i'm like you know this pizza isn't all that great but by the time i get to the crust i'm like okay yes this is why i ordered it definitely one of the best crusts out there um and that that's why it comes in at my number four here because they give you options to customize the crust and that's something that a lot of places do not do at least not to the extent that they do
1: yeah, you're right, Corey. I've never heard of Hungry Howie's. Uh, I did see it. I was doing a little bit of research uh, to make sure I wasn't forgetting anywhere. And I saw it on people's lists, but I've never heard of it. Never seen yeah, it. Yeah,
0: so it's the 11th largest chain in the wow. United States. So. Pizza chain, specifically? Yeah, pizza chain. Okay. Yeah.
2: So for my number three is a place that has already been discussed. Uh, you're welcome, Kenny. Uh, number three is California Pizza pizza kitchen Uh, I've only been there once and of course it was in California Uh, and the one time I went there I really really enjoyed it and so much so that I actually get the frozen pizzas too and my favorite my favorite pizza there is the cheese (laughs) 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 the barbecue chicken pizza I I really enjoy it I really enjoy the barbecue chicken pizza from California Pizza Kitchen. The only thing I don't like, though, is I, I hate onions. So anytime I make <laughs> this pizza, I have to pick out all the onions from the from the pizza before I put oh, it. Oh, like the room. frozen one? Yeah, like the frozen one. Okay, I was gonna say Brian. You can so if you're doing top, no if you're doing bottom five uh, pizza toppings, onions would certainly <laughs> <laughs> certainly would not be on my favorite list and would be on my least favorite. I hate onions. So that's my only. That's my only thing. Uh, my only criticism is that I have to pick up the onions, which takes a few minutes, which is annoying. But but either, <laughs> otherwise, I, I enjoy that pizza a lot uh, uh, when I get it. So, yeah, California Pizza Kitchen is my number three.
1: Um, my number three, I didn't uh, necessarily get the memo about the whole national chain thing yeah i mean i guess you uh, didn't necessarily
0: have to do national but I, I chose to
1: i don't know corey if you looked into this i don't think it spreads beyond new england at all no
0: i um, i was looking into it right now just yeah. to see there are not many locations yeah
1: i went with that regina pizzeria and in fact there there was a there actually was in nashua uh, at the pheasant yes. lane mall there was a regina and they replaced it with Sabaro which is yeah closed treason. in
0: 2015
1: to, to, to <laughs> yeah. replace the Boston uh, pizza place with the New York pizza place is just unforgivable <laughs> um sabaro is another one by the way on my dishonorable mention list also yeah, I was going to say
0: like, every time I see it on like a top 15 it's like number 14 yeah you know, like cells interesting
2: uh, I, I, yeah I Sbarro, yeah sabaro is not not the best
0: it's, it's just, it's still pizza. You know,
1: I got it a couple months ago because I was at the Providence mall in Rhode Island and it was what they had, but it's, you know, far from my top choice. Uh, but anyway, Regina, um, very good for, for quite some time. I'd only eaten at the original Regina, um, which is in, uh, the North end in Boston. I've since expanded slightly. Um, the Tefaneo hall. Yeah, there's Faneuil Hall. There's one near me. Uh, it's the one where I've been, near near been the the most Fenway. often.
0: Yeah, Faneuil Hall and the Pheasant Lane Mall one is still open. I think those right. are the only two times I've had yeah, it. Yeah,
1: you know, I think I did have it at the Pheasant Lane Mall actually. But uh, yeah, it's 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 really good pizza in my opinion. It is. Um, they have they have quite an expansive menu of different options. It's always crowded if you go to the North End one, which is not my favorite thing. But the service is still really good. Um, and even, you know, I've been there with people and gotten my own pizzas and I can get whatever I want and they're always good. I've been there with other people, uh, Brian like people and we've just gotten a cheese pizza (laughs) to share and it was still good, you know? So, uh, really solid, really solid choice. And it's, it's tough because when I've got, when I go to the North end with people, I want to go to, you know, new or local unique places But it's hard to not go to Regina sometimes because it's reliable. It's good. Even when it's packed, there's not that much of a weight. And it is still a local place. It expanded as a chain from that location. So I think it's forgivable. Um, It was very good. So I put it at my number three.
0: Yeah, I, I love Regina. Didn't really consider it as a chain in the same context, I didn't consider Frank Pepe's as a chain, but I like that. That's one that easily could have been very high up on my list. I also want to say like, I don't want to sit here and completely hate on cheese pizza. Like every (laughs) now and then, (laughs) every now and then cheese is more than enough, but you know, not all the time. So uh, anyway, um, my number three is blaze pizza and uh i guess you know for those who don't know this is think chipotle of pizza it's a restaurant owned by lebron james um and the fact that it's owned by lebron james this is my top three yeah or not he's i don't know he's some kind of stake in it is he like, like the it's,
1: peyton manning to uh, the, no i think he's, he's like
0: humor? yeah i think he's like a very much like significant person That's in great. the history no of plays yeah and i mean the fact he even that, worked there you
2: know I have to change
0: yeah. my list. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fact that he's that involved like that and it's still number three says a lot about it. And I think for me, it's it's all about just the experience with us. Like the pizza itself is very good, but I love just being able to do a build your own, kind of go down the line. Actually, I haven't had Blaze in a, a few years now, and I, I feel like wow. I should go um, again. I There was one like really close to my old work office building that... I no longer work at so I haven't been a ton then and I know there's one in the Pheasant Lane Mall but I haven't been in the Pheasant Lane Mall very much in the last few years so my options of going there are limited but I always enjoy it when I do it's a great great concept and very good pizza Uh, do really enjoy it and yeah uh, I know this won't be the last time we hear about it
2: yeah it won't be because it is my number two Blaze Pizza Uh, I agree with you Corey that they have great pizza, but yeah, the the experience of going to Blaze is great because it's like you said the Chipotle. I was gonna say Subway. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah it, Chip I Chip think Play Subway. Or Subway doesn't yeah. matter. It's kind of like uh, that where you can, You can get in a line and then you can pick out which which kind of toppings you like or what kind of pe- what kind of cheeses you like, whether if it's shredded mozzarella or parmesan or whatever, or what kind of sauces you can get, like the classic red sauce or 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 spicy red sauce or barbecue sauce or whatever it is. And there are definitely plenty of toppings and veggies you can get. But you know what my favorite is, Kenny, it's called a uh, simple pie. I don't know if you've ever heard of that one, but <laughs> I just want to, just want to mention that, that, you know, a normal cheese pizza is great too. <laughs>
1: Uh, wow, well, Brian! I do want to say Blaze does have a, a an excellent selection of cheeses. You know, you, well, you can one get thing was, simple
2: one pie. thing I will say is that it is kind of small. I guess that's my only thing. I wish I wish the pizzas were bigger, but oh, geez! I'll talk
1: more about this later, but it's not always small. <laughs> uh, I'll get to it though. I'll get okay. to it. Didn't know it was owned by LeBron James. Um. Anyway, what, what am I? At? Number two. My number yes. two uh, is. I'm I'm the first I'm the first to mention uh, Domino's Pizza. Domino's is Domino's is so reliable. You can be you can be just about anywhere in the world and get a Domino's pizza. Uh, and it's it's better in some places than others. That varies sometimes you know country to country. Sometimes it varies street to street. Uh, there's there's a couple of Domino's locations within within the same city that uh, you know can be very good on one side of the city and very bad on the other side of the city. I'm not here to call anyone out specifically but uh domino's is is solid it's almost always it's and i i feel like i feel like this is going to be a pretty lukewarm take for a pizza place that i put at number 2 but it's almost always fine or better you know there have been occasions when i'm like this domino's pizza is terrible but almost always it's at least fine and usually it's pretty good they 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 they're fairly consistent i would say and uh you know depending on where you are in the world you can get some excellent pizza toppings in fact there was a Domino's that i went to when i lived in edinburgh scotland and they would give me corn on my pizza corn is one of my favorite pizza toppings but we'll talk about that another time um <laughs> anyway Domino's is just it's very reliable it's it's good they it used to be very bad before they i don't oh, know what yeah. year it was like 2007 or something they, they right, things. uh yeah. and ever since then it's, it's very good uh Again, in other countries, you can get stuffed crust, not here in the United States for some reason, um, but it, it's so good. And they're, they're, they're always cheap when you use the coupons. They're, they're almost, uh, almost always, at least in places I've lived, you you can get it delivered pretty much wherever you are. Uh, although I was visiting a friend in Florida once and we had to get pizza hut because there was no dominoes. Um, That's but yeah, crazy. I know it is crazy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it's good. It's solid. It's reliable. It's always there when you need it. And, uh, it's Domino's,
0: you know? Hey, can't argue with that. Domino's also my number two. You say pretty much anywhere, also pretty much anytime. It's definitely a, a traditional, very late night pizza. And yeah, I agree. I think Domino's ever since they changed their recipe, you know, 10 to 15 years ago, they have been nothing but great quality and it's, uh, You know, they're definitely not like my favorite compared to most pizza places. But when I think takeout pizza, Domino's is always the first one that comes to mind. And they always have great deals. Their menu goes far beyond just the pizza. But uh, if I'm going to Domino's, I'm at least getting pizza and something else. And I, yeah, I'm a a big fan. I got to say, like, if I'm going to get takeout pizza, Domino's is always my number one choice. And I have to have a pretty good reason to go anywhere else. So. That's why they come in at my
2: number two. And that's why they're my number one. <laughs> <laughs> I have Domino's at number one. And yeah, I agree with Kenny that it's just a very reliable pizza place. And I agree with Corey that, yeah, like, is it the world's greatest pizza? No. Like, yeah, there are definitely local places or just places around the world that have better pizza. But but Domino's is definitely has a very, uh, very solid... Uh, and, and like what Kenny said, that... Sometimes it's great, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not, and but sometimes it's, but it's always fine at the, at worst. It, right. It's, uh, so I agree with Kenny on that. And, and you can get all kinds of pizzas, whether it's hand tossed, handmade, or, or crunchy thin crust, or, or you could also get the sandwiches too. Like Corey mentioned, where when anytime I get Domino's, I'm not just getting the pizza. Uh, I get some of the sandwiches that they have or, or pasta cheesy bread like the alfredo and very good yeah yeah. the cheesy bread i had Domino's just a few days ago and i got that and i also had the the chicken tenders that they also had yeah i had those before those are good. yeah those are definitely i've gotten a
0: salad from there one time i've never gotten
2: okay i can't say that i can't speak (laughs) on the salad i've never gotten that yeah i
0: was trying to be healthy (laughs) that's what i did for the the mix and match pizza (laughs) and salad (laughs) i can't
2: i can't speak on the salads, but everything else uh I, i pretty much had and i i've enjoyed and and another thing is like yeah like they have a lot of great deals as as well especially in uh, middle of the week as well where you can get like two two topping uh two medium what is it what is it again Kenny is it like two top- like two medium two topping
1: pizzas for five ninety nine each yeah. with yep. yeah. if you carry out yeah that's deliver. such a great deal two or more you yeah. can add as many of those as you want you can also get their sides like their bread twists you can get yeah the those are all five ninety nine as well. Uh-huh. All sorts of stuff. And they have a they have a pretty good app when it's working properly. Pretty, pretty, pretty that nice. too. yeah Only thing, Domino's, you don't have Sunkist. You always only have Orange Fanta. So why does your app tell me you have Sunkist? And then when I order it, Fanta shows up. I order it knowing it's going to be Orange <laughs> Fanta. But I just for a moment I hope and believe and dream that it's going to be Sunkist. And it's not. It just never is Domino's. Just don't put it on the app. Please. Yeah, anyway. It's definitely not the same. Uh, no, it's not the same. Uh, my number one is a place that has been discussed already. It is blaze pizza. Um, I went, I had a hard time between honestly, between blaze, Regina and Domino's. Uh, but blaze, I think is, is it's, it's much more customizable. Um, you guys have already talked about all the different options they have and it's, it's, it's given that they have a a build your own flat rate price. It's easy to get uh, a lot of different things on it. And honestly, it's easy to go overboard, which is what I was talking about earlier. I actually had blaze for dinner tonight. Uh, I grabbed it on my way home. And because I was putting so many toppings, I got the high rise crust, which is a relatively new addition um, because the, the, the regular crust doesn't hold a lot of toppings super well. Uh, The pizza was dense it was very heavy for for this size of the box um but i will say when it's it, it it's not really i don't think great for leftovers so i had to eat the whole thing which i wasn't complaining about but it was a lot um blaze also has a, a vegan chorizo which is really nice um for people who don't eat meat to, to have a, a way to get protein in it and it tastes good too um I, I, I even struggle between Blaze and, and Regina, though, like I said. Um, but the thing is, I live right near uh, both a Blaze and a Regina. They're like two doors down from each other. I go to the Blaze all the time, and I never go to the Regina. So, um, you know, it's not just about pizza quality. It's about options for toppings. It's about convenience. It's about price. And uh, I think Blaze just ticks a lot of those boxes. It's a little more expensive than somewhere like Domino's. Pizzas can be small, but if you... You know, get a bunch of stuff on them. Like I say, the 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 build your own pizza is is a flat rate. You can get quite a bit of stuff on there if you want. So I think it's uh, I think it's really good. I actually hadn't had it until a few years ago. Um, Corey actually did a mm-hmm. a fast food bracket some years. Oh, ago. and that was
0: I was gonna say I was actually just wondering if it was on the. Bracket. It was a 14 seed. It was,
1: seed. <laughs> it was yeah. on there. It was and very I, new. I'd never yeah. heard of it.
0: I and I had no idea
1: uh what it was and then it came to the Pheasant Lane Mall and I had it and I I loved it. Um I love it a little bit less now that I know LeBron James is attached to it, unfortunately. <laughs> but you know, that's you gotta live with it. It's not Peyton Manning at least, you know. I can look past it. it's not the
0: new Papa John's. I'd rather it
2: be Peyton Manning. I'm so I'm surprised you're the that's one that's fair. more that has more uh disdain towards LeBron uh with, with like blaze than cory <laughs> i don't
1: like lebron don't like him
0: yeah no that it is remarkable but i also feel slightly more justified in my hate because of <laughs> kenny who isn't even a basketball fan <laughs> nope <laughs> um anyway i'll wrap it up with my number one which is one final place that uh i assumed i'd be very surprised if either of you have heard of let alone been to and uh that's unfortunately because it's in 20 states 170 locations but not New England, and that is mellow mushroom, and uh, this is very much concentrated in the southeast, but they are spread out throughout the country, there is one in my college town of Columbia, South Carolina, there's one in my current town of Raleigh, North Carolina, and I love going to both of them just fantastic restaurants and they're really cool uh like psychedelic mushroom kind of design that just makes it a fun place to go to but the pizza is awesome you have your build your own options and they have a ton of specialty pizzas my my go-to's are the funky q chicken when i'm feeling a barbecue chicken pizza and holy shiitake when i'm feeling more of a mushroom veggie pizza both phenomenal um Mellow Mushroom is actually the reason that I learned I like mushrooms, because I was at a craft beer festival in Boone, North Carolina in 2017. I ended up stumbling into a Mellow Mushroom beer and pizza tasting tent, one of the last spots I was able to get in, and I realized, wow, this is really good. I don't know why I convinced myself I don't like mushrooms. And uh, that's another thing that I'll be thankful for Mellow for, but... This is a great place. My parents love going there whenever they visit, and I know a lot of other people's parents do because uh, I've been to Mellow Mushroom for dinner with multiple parents visiting town. So, uh, it, it's a it's a great restaurant, and they make great pizza. Great place to hang out, and uh, I don't go as often as I would like to, but I think that also makes it a little more special. And, um, you know, to me, it was a place I didn't even think about. And like, this is the one that made me realize, okay, top five chains is a good idea because this is a place that neither of you will have on your list. And I'll be very proud to put as my number one.
1: Yeah. It's another place that I saw on the, the lists when I was looking up to make sure I didn't forget places. I've never, was it
0: the Wikipedia article of chains and, or Uh, just like a, no, it wasn't
1: Wikipedia article. It was, uh, it was actually uh oh no, I'm sorry. I I, I was I was like sportscasting.com. No, that was because I was looking up LeBron. Uh <laughs> restaurantclicks.com. It has a bunch of Instagram okay. posts. I don't know. Don't need to yeah. plug them.
0: But I did. Yeah. No, I, I did see it in various spots on a bunch of different countdowns, but uh plenty had it near the top. So anyway, that'll uh do it for this episode. So um, you know, as, as much as I came into this saying like, eh, I don't know about having Kenny on it is, it is another fun episode with you and, uh, you know, definitely enjoy having you on when we do. And hopefully next time, uh, the two of us are in a podcast together, it'll be under a different name if, uh, I can finally find the time to make it work.
1: Yeah. Hopefully we can make it happen soon, but, uh, thanks for having me on. I always have a good time, uh, despite, despite your reservations and despite Brian's, uh, pizza
0: choices (laughs) (laughs) so for our recurring guest that was Kenny Cashman my regular guest that was Brian Wells I'm Cory thanks everyone